0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. It's a little later than usual, but we are we have arrived at our first look podcast of the new anime season Winter 2024. Uh, it's a season, all right. Somehow, between all the <laughs> all the isekai and specifically isekai villainous shows, we have found a bunch of shows to talk about on this episode. I don't know how many we'll continue watching, but uh, there were quite a few
1: that caught our attention at least. I get the feeling you could just take that introduction and slap it on to the first season, new season, first look podcast for every season now like including it, the we're later than expected parts. <laughs> no, I, I we're this is this is like really late because we we
0: took a break to do our top 10 last time. But I guess the, that's true, yeah. The uh the like last year it was up and down with with some seasons had a, a lot of hot isekai garbage and others had less, but this this is so. one of them that has
1: a lot it's sure. pretty tough yeah i mean having actually come through the entire season to like select the shows that we that would be worth covering for our blog it is a uh, truly truly wretched
0: yeah i i don't ever want to watch uh whatever that uh, seventh time loop the villainous enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy again but wow, anyway I ins- wow
2: i instantly understand the entire plot of that show from the time yeah
0: funny I don't have to watch it Funny how that works, but we have a lot of other shows to talk about, and before we get into that, let's introduce everybody. I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iroh. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us here and alive in 2024, and we are joined by G.
3: Don't worry, everybody. I'm here to make sure that we talk about uh, the premier mecha anime of this season. Yeah. That's right. It's *Tankin Topa Gurun the movie, <laughs> part yeah. one,
2: *Childhood's End*. Yeah, you know it's premiered and uh, is technically premiered in the uh, United States. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. when, when, when did the movie
0: originally come out, though? Like, was it I feel like fifteen um, years ago? <laughs> yeah. Was it was on. it shortly after the TV series? I don't couple remember.
3: Short I think it was a couple years. Um,
0: but certainly not within the last 10 years, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's,
3: I mean, I'll I'll tell you this, Jill. Uh, so Ira and I saw the, you know, yes, as as we were alluding to, uh, the Gurren Lagan films are airing, are getting special one-night showings in America um, at the moment. And uh, for the first movie, which aired uh, last week... They had a little uh, special hi- uh, introductory reel with Amaishi and the Trigger Crew and Koyama and, and
2: Wakabayashi, yeah.
3: Yes, and uh, that that little reel sure is the music about. Wow, it's been a long time since Guren Lagun, huh? Over fifteen years, and I'm like, please don't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to swallow. But Imaishi hey, she
3: literally says, "Man, I." I I, I I have to assume that some of our fans from the original show probably have kids now. And I'm like...
0: They're <laughs> really, really rubbing it in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's taken 15 years for us to get another Mecca show this season. Oof. Yeah, uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that for sure. But yes, I take it from what you guys were saying. Those movies still good, though. Like,
2: good, good, who knew?
0: Still one of the yeah, all-time
2: t- greats. What the hell? Turns out <laughs> the
1: hottest and most controversial takes on the GlorioBlog.com. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I w- I was,
2: however, like jokes aside, genuinely like stunned by actually how good Gurren Lagann is. Yeah. <laughs> all I, I, over I, I,
3: again.
0: I should re- I should rewatch that again. It's been yeah, a long time. Uh,
3: Gurren Lagann definitely, and I know we have many other anime to talk about, so I'll keep this short, but guru Lagan definitely suffers a bit from the, like, cowboy bebop problem of the praise for it is so overwhelming that I think it's easy to go, oh, it's, it's not that good, right? Like, I mean, like... It was good, but I mean, man, everybody won't shut up about it. And then you rewatch it again, you go, <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is legitimately one of the greatest anime ever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I do feel like I've I've flipped on that with Cowboy Bebop, where I haven't watched it in so long that I'm starting to think it wasn't as good as I thought, remember, so maybe I need to remind myself on that one too. Uh, but uh, no, but Gurren Logan is close enough where, I mean, that's going back, for me, Cowboy Bebop's going back like 20 plus years since I've watched it, so is still fresh enough in my mind uh, that I remember it being very good. Still hits, but, uh, still, still good. Yeah, and uh, we're also joined by Aqua. Yeah,
4: this episode. Yeah. Uh,
1: I also fought. I uh, also watched a movie about uh, a desperate incel loser who is the worst but becomes the best all to make a girl notice Oof. him. <laughs> ridley scott's napoleon
3: oh, oh, right. oh, we, uh, oh we cannot we can't litigate that movie right now i have <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
4: stay tuned for our, our new podcast
3: napoleon continues to haunt us just stay, god damn it the stay the, the tuned british, for our new
0: glorio podcast where we uh cover the british them.
3: can't help themselves mm. can they still seething about Trafalgar a hundred years later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we need to move oh, on, boy. Uh, before we turn into a history podcast. What is
2: the uh, is back. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, like I said, Winter twenty twenty four season. It's another Glorio year, and uh, we got a lot of shows to talk about. And we can just start things off with a bang and talk about Dungeon Meshi.
4: Woo!
0: Uh, we made it. It's out. It's here. Uh, ah, Dungeons
1: and, and Delicacies.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: D- delicious in Dungeon. I'll say it one time for the algorithm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this show is a Glorio favorite, based on a Glorio favorite manga that you guys talk about all the time. I, of course, have not read it because I don't read manga, but uh, uh-huh. it is about a party venturing into a fantasy dungeon it's a classic fantasy party and uh, they're they have no money and they're pressed for time so they are forced to figure out how to eat the monsters that they slay on the way down the dungeon and that's kind of the hook it's kind of generally more of a lighthearted tone with that premise. I feel like that could be a very dark yeah. premise if I don't mm-hmm. specify. So it it, I mean, it is a little more lighthearted, yeah. a lot of actual cooking going on and things. And, the funny yeah. thing
1: about Dungeon Meshi is that it's like to me when I like try to summarize that show, I always feel like I need to be making excuses for the fact that it's about like a generic fantasy party going down a dungeon. So it's always like, yeah, you know, it's it's like it's it's kind of like about like like your standard Dungeons and Dragons. The but, but the yeah, but the interesting thing is that they eat animals, whereas like it makes you realize that if you would say this to any normal person, like <laughs> it does not sound very interesting. <laughs> the, no, it would be the other way around, right? They would be like, Oh yeah, well, wow, like Dungeons and Dragons, Fantasy Adventure in the Dungeon, tell me more. And it's like, yeah, and they cook the monsters and then Everyone just yeah. immediately runs away. <laughs> like, I think well. the
3: important thing to remember, right, is that Dungeon Meshi the manga was first published um, twenty fourteen, I believe. So, huh, the anime times, yes, <laughs> anime has changed a lot in the time since. Right, the trends have changed a lot in the time since. But uh, so I think many, yeah. you know, like many of the ways in which Dungeon Meshi was being inherently. Uh, gamest in its design and in its inspiration has to- sort of become much more commonplace in uh, uh, modern anime, for better right. or worse. Right? So the thing about
2: Dungeon Meshi is that unlike so many other shows with similar theming, there's no fucking stat windows or what have you.
3: Right. I, I think that's the right? important thing to emphasize, right, is that Dungeon Meshi is... And you know, it, it very to be very clear, is inspired by games. Is you know very mm-hmm. clearly inspired by Ryoko Kui's love for D and D and wizardry and other like very very old classic um, fantasy RPGs. But mm-hmm. kind of uses that as a foundation to create a really interesting universe that I think does a really good job of asking interesting questions about how such a world would actually operate. Uh, I, I mean, think a big appeal of Dungeon Meshi, at least even in just these first three episodes, I think especially with the third, is sort of getting into the, like, unique fantasy ecology of the dungeon, right? That, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the thing you start to discover as mm-hmm. Lyos and his crew delve the dungeon is that the dungeon is unto itself. I, I know this word's overused.
2: It's a biome. Right. <laughs> this yeah. is right. A very, this is, this is, sorry. I <laughs> this is a very, okay. like, older school, like Gygaxian style of like dungeon construction, like where, yeah, it has its own like ecology and whatnot that all intertwines. uh, You know, the, the trash golem is off in the corner eating the trash or whatever uh, rather than the sort of dungeon is just hole where monster E monster is (laughs) and (laughs) treasure there too. Yeah. And why, why does it show up? Mmm, dungeon. Uh,
1: yeah. Right. Right. Like, it is barely even a dungeon in the way that we understand it. It is more like a... It's almost like a world, you know? You go into this world where various creatures are living and have their own yeah hierarchy. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Just what I wanted to say is, like... I mean, I think that that explains the strength of Dungeon meshi, in that it is... fiction that is obviously inspired by a genuine love for these classic fantasy properties. But it is its own work. It is inspired by things that the author carries dear to their heart, as opposed to many of these, like, like these generic fantasy anime that have sort of poisoned the well, as Hiro said, which are more like, I'm going to describe what i would do in this world through like the thing is like these 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 rpg style stories with the stat screens and the leveling up they're almost not even stories they're just like describing a playthrough using game terminology oh, and game mm-hmm. frameworks yeah. whereas Dungeon Meshi at least, is a narrative story that uses, you know... (laughs) No, that uses, like, the the, the fundamentals of a narrative, which is... Yes, it has characters characters, and it's telling their story, yes. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And I think we can talk a lot about how, like, smartly written Dungeon Meshi is. We can talk about its world-building. You know, all the, like, little great subtle things it does, right? Like, Lyos in Episode 3 saying, oh, yeah, my first death was... Uh, from an armor, animated armor, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and there's all that stuff, of course. We could, we could talk about the, the wonderful world-building of real <laughs> But I think at its core, right, especially in the context of the first three episodes, I think we should really talk about Dungeon Meshi's like real strength, at least initially, which is just the core dynamic of our party, right? Lyos, yeah. Arceal, Senshi, yep. and Chilchuk, right? The, Fighter uh, Mage our, Thief. Our, Right, our eponymous RPG party, but just the very fun, very organic ways in which these characters bounce off each other. Right?
1: Yeah,
0: and I so yeah, I think yeah, I think that that stands out. There's a couple of things that stand out, and and me coming in here as the person with no Newcomer, context other yeah. than mm-hmm. the things that you guys have shared with me. Um, I can see how some people. Uh, don't get it if they don't know what's where, at least at least off of one episode where like it's just mm-hmm. like oh this is just a fun show where they come up with silly ideas for cooking monsters right like that's I could right. see how like that's the that's the impression you would get off of yeah. just watching the first and episode like, you do and and
2: in, in a lot of the, like crappier isekai shows they will they will also be like wow the orc is a pig so it tastes like pork
0: right right so you know, I, 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 and I think that's where maybe why part of why this show hasn't quite taken off yet, from what I've seen. But I, I, but for me, and especially after watching the second episode, and there's some of it in the first. I think they really hammer down the where they're going with that party dynamic. That's going to be sort of like the the core. I'm assuming will be the emotional core of the story, right? And mm-hmm. Like when when but when they when they end episode two with the you know you can't replace uh, meat with bread and or you know bread with meat or whatever but hey you <laughs> put them together and they're really good and it's like oh that's a very thinly veiled metaphor for our party learning to wow. uh, throwing to shade uh,
1: at the KFC double down
4: Whoa.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah that
0: that thing is disgusting but um but but yes I you know I I, I could definitely see where they're going with it. Um, and they've, they've already kind of started the foundation. And then, and then three, I think that's where we were starting to see the other aspect of what we were talking about with like the world building and the ecology. And Mm -hmm. so for, for reference for people three, they fight, you know, living armor and like, you know, what, what is living armor actually? How would that actually work? And how how can we turn that into a. How can we turn that into a monster to eat?
2: <laughs> how can
4: also eat yes, armor?
3: Why
2: does Lyos want to eat this? That's yeah. yeah. the thing. Living is... armor is animated by necromancy. So how can and it's possibly... a it's a fun
0: it's a fun and so you mix that with so so it's I guess it's three things for me. You, you mix you mix the the world building with the yeah I can see the potential for the character development with the relationships and you know. I'm sure part of it is the source material, part is it, it is being made by Trigger, but the presentation is very fun. Like it's it's yeah. just a fun show to
1: watch. The yeah. thing is uh, also saying... like oh, I ahead. think. Sorry, yeah, uh, I think that like these first two episodes are mostly like comedy centric, but you can see how there is a sort of empathy going out towards the characters, even if they are roles inside a comedy. Uh, and i was thinking about like Laios is often like oh he is he is he's is like the wacky guy he is the the boke you know and everyone else is the tsukomi but i think that like he is presented in such a way that his interest is more than just something to poke fun at because i think that a lot of the appeal of Dungeon Meshi is in the fact that Ryoko is kind of like Lyos. She is interested in studying like monsters that we kind of take for granted and, and thinking about like, okay, well, how, would, how would this work? How would this organism function? Right. How would it feed itself? How would it move? How would it reproduce? How would you eat it if it were like animals in the real world? Right. And, and I think Because of that, because the author has the same kind of freakish obsession or, like, special interest, let's call it that, Mm -hmm. that, that the main character has. Like, that is a thing that, like, it is a manga that revolves entirely around her strength. And as a result, she can sort of celebrate that. By not making lios con- constantly the butt of the joke, like he is the butt of the joke, but he is also the hero whose like special interest saves the party in many cases and provides a lot of the humor and provides a lot of the interesting moments. So the thing I think the reason why the Dungeon Meshi speaks to so many people is because they they can sort of see themselves in that, right? Like they see like how being super interested or super fascinated by something incredibly weird or even outputting offputting sorry how that can still like define you as a person how that can make you have good times and bad times and i think that is reflected pretty well in the character which is what sort of elevates this from that basic premise because i think i'm afraid right. that like Gee, if you said that the show hasn't really been taking off yet, I'm afraid that for, like, average Joe Schmo anime fan who, like, doesn't know the pedigree of the manga, doesn't know the pedigree of Trigger, reads this and is like, oh, okay, so it's a fantasy party going down a dungeon, which comes across as a bit generic, and they eat the monsters, which comes across as, okay, weird, how can you, like, keep that joke funny for 13 episodes? Right. right, and I think it's that combination that has made it so that the manga hasn't, or the anime hasn't really taken off yet, simply because you can't really promote
4: the it, it way. Is. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I mean, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'll
0: admit. Yeah, three episodes in, I'm not reading that deep into it yet. So yeah, you know, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> that's that's that's, that's mean, probably understandable. It is, but it is,
3: it is weird to describe a comedy as a slow burn, mm-hmm. but. That is kind of what Dungeon Meshi is, right. I, I think. And I, and I do this mean this in, in multiple ways, right? I mean, a slow burn in the sense that it will take time for its plot and its characters to gain more depth, but also it will take more time for the jokes to get even better. Yeah. There are, like, to, to, to speak to your point, Aqua, that you made about Laios, I think you mm-hmm. could really kind of extrapolate mm-hmm. that to the strength of Kui's, like, cast building as a whole, that I think mm-hmm. all of the characters in Dungeon Meshi have, like, really great well-defined personalities and uh, relationship dynamics within the party that you're only really starting to see the beginning of right now where, you know, each character has kind of had, like, a couple of main interactions with each other, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do think that something that even shows in the first three episodes is how, you know, in a lot of ways, kind of like maybe like, you know... Like a Kaguya, like a Hinamatsuri, like, the more you know these characters and the more time they spend together, the better the jokes actually get, because then they have more material to work with,
1: right? Right. I mean, how many sitcoms are there that are just like, this is a guy and his family, or these people are friends? Like, you don't need a catchy premise to sell people on your characters right. and, and your jokes, you know, right? Like,
3: so, so, like, for example, right, in episode two, right, where one of the focuses is Chilchuk, the the halfling rogue, and Senshi, right, the dwarf, mm-hmm. uh, and the ways in which they, you know, kind of rub against each other, right? Uh, you know, Chilchuk is a little neurotic, right? A mm-hmm. consummate professional, right? He is, he is always very wary of checking for traps, whereas Senshi is almost, like, comically unaware of his surroundings and or not unaware of his surroundings but just has a very different set of priorities and
1: focuses right he does not need to care because he's a right. dwarf and as so such pretty resilient like and
3: that's just those two characters right mm-hmm. and it's like it's kind of the thing that i think dungeon mechi does so well as it goes on is the build of like okay well what about Chilchuk and Marcel what about Marcel and senshi Right? What about Lyos and Chilchuk, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the ways in which by building up these characters like with organic personalities and dynamics, it means that like Dungeon Meshi then is also allowed to mix them up and also create some really fun, uh, uh entertaining character dynamics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can I can definitely see the potential there, but I haven't fully seen it yet and I'm, I'm sure. to take all your, take mm-hmm. your guys word for it that we'll get there so I mean, and also, I, <laughs> and it's not that I haven't enjoyed episode 1 through 3 but like, right I, that's
1: the thing right like these first yeah. three episodes they're still pretty good like and they yeah, still managed to fun. Spin I'm enjoying myself what is essentially the same joke into a lot of like different creative and funny ways. Like, yeah. it's always some spin off. They come across a monster. Lios wants to eat the monster. Senshi is like, hmm, this is how I would prepare the monster. And Marcia is like, no, we're not going to do that. But in the <laughs> end, she ends up liking it. But like
4: it shows
1: I, I, that not only is the source material very good at turning that standard joke into something worth revisiting over and over and over again, it's also you know, the adaptation. Like, we haven't even mentioned that yet, but this is a good adaptation.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we we should actually talk about, like, Trigger's part to play Yeah, this, right? I think especially... I think episode three, like, in many ways, is a very good episode, because not only does it show... The source material's ability to play Mm -hmm. with its toys, right? You know, again, the first two episodes have them eating things that largely resemble animals. And then episode three is kind of what's meant to clue you in that, no, Kui is thinking about this on a much deeper level, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're going to be eating things that don't even remotely resemble edible Mm -hmm. creatures. But also, this episode is simultaneously, in some ways, a very confident declaration of... This is why Trigger was chosen to adapt this (laughs) this manga.
1: It's like if the first two episodes were them like luring you in, like "Hey, come and see, check out our like colorful, fun little thing," and then they slam the door shut behind you, lock it up, and then card out all the freak directors they have. It's like
3: now you're locked in here. Mm -hmm. Now you're locked in here with us, the Canada School of Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very uh, good. This episode, episode three, which was, I believe, directed by uh, Ichigo Ichigo Kano. Kano, yeah which is uh, this is his um, debut as episode director. Correct? Is that is that I correct? Think
4: Hero?
2: so.
3: I have to. It's fine. Uh, yeah. This person, uh, to my understanding, is a protege of one Kai Igarashi, who uh, is a mm-hmm. is, 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 is starting to become a household name for us Trigger aficionados, to be sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. uh, at, to the point where you know when we talk about other trigger shows, we say, "Oh, that's the Kai Ikarashi episode."
1: <laughs> <Right>. He also <laughs> mm-hmm. did um, the one episode of Heavenly Delusion with the uh, the guy yeah. who's trapped by the yes, like hot hot milf uh, dictatorship. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, like, and and it really shows kind of the strengths of like Trigger as a studio and how well they act. Like, because again, Dungeon Meshi the manga does not. Or Dungeon, especially the anime, I would say broadly does not actually resemble the manga in terms of its um, technical presentation. Mm-hmm. But what I think Trigger does a really good job of is capturing the energy of mm-hmm. these characters, yeah. right? Like, especially episode three, which has all these like delightful cartoony flourishes of Marcel, right? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Waving it's her also... wand around. Because and... <laughs> it's Sailing. also not like they
1: completely Triggerified it. Like, it's not like you know how like sometimes when Kiwani does a show, they pour the Kiwani sauce all over it. Right.
3: right. It's it's not like, <laughs> like it's not
1: like a Myrtle ground. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it,
0: it seems to work really well with their style. And I mean, that's that's what a good anime adaptation does is it, like converts yeah. it into the, the, yeah. the medium. Right. The like medium, like right, I, so.
3: I think there's like some really wonderful anime original visual gags in this episode. You know, <laughs> like. The Marseille jiggling Lyos' head like a bobblehead with with the staff, mm-hmm. or, or um, God, just like the uh, the way in which the uh, the living armors chase after the shield sliding on the ground. It's, mm-hmm. it's very good. There's there's a lot of very very fun flourishes
1: in this episode. Yeah, um, like the slapstick furlier is just combined also with excellent comedic timing. Like there's yes. one gag in the first episode where they just like. Marciel like looks into the camera like she's on yeah. the office, and then they zoom in, but it's like a right. low resolution. It's, like they yeah, didn't the even redraw zoom. the frame. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
3: mean, I no, yeah. Yeah. let it let it be said that Trigger are the uncontested masters of cutting corners and in, in and turning that into a yeah. strength.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, well, um. I would love to recount all the amazing jokes and
1: animation moments, but we, we're this gonna just have to gonna move on. all over again, where we just named jokes that yeah. were. We're, funny. we're gonna have to move on, and this is gonna be a four-hour <laughs> yes. podcast. All right, <laughs> all right,
3: fine. What one, one last thing? Then I've 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 heard some people. I, I've seen some. I won't I won't name names, but I, I've seen some takes online uh, calling the the Laios fallen uh, childhood mm-hmm. flashback in episode three. Uh, ugly or cartoony, Fuck off. and uh, Get the let hell me out tell you, you, you it's ain't cartoon. my brother. Uh, no, that's uh, do that's... not, do not, DNI, do not interact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: that,
4: that is <laughs> Get not out valid, of my house. <laughs> that is not a valid opinion. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, in, in this house, when we see a kirashi shot, we we hoot and holler. No, Who's hate that dog. Just... <laughs> Who's that cartoony <new> dog?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was great. I do, I do not. Whatever, whoever said that is not a valid person. Uh, (laughs) 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 All right. So yeah, human rights. Dungeon Meshi good. Thankfully, Netflix is uh, really simulcasting it and not dumping it all. So that's been nice. Finally for once. So um, yeah, and we will be no doubt talking a lot more about that as the season goes on. So definitely want one to watch. Okay, let's talk about Sasaki and Peeps. Uh, This is not a good show. I'm just going to tell everybody up front. (laughs) But it was so absurd that I had to talk about it on the podcast. And part of me feels like it could have been good. Some universe where they could have made this work.
1: Ah, one of these. I mean i they, saw this in the like previews and i was like okay like aging salary man gets a bird and the bird is magical this sounds like something jill could yes. like, I'm a, co- like
0: I'm a co-market that, that is entirely valid i would have assigned <laughs> it to myself as well and yes it is about this middle-aged salary man uh and he wants to get a pet but can't afford a cat or a dog which my, my dude if you're like in your 40s i would hope that you got a promotion by now but
1: yeah Uh, he, he, uh, expensive. I mean, if you can't afford a cat from like a cat shelter, you're poor, poor man. So,
0: so he decides to look at birds instead. And he sees this one bird that seems to catch his interest. Mm -hmm. And he brings it home, and the bird starts talking, saying he's some great sage from another world or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the bird grants him a portion of his magical powers. And, uh, he, he He begins to learn uh, some magic spells that he so starts applying to his everyday office life to make his life easier. There's a great shot in the beginning where or near the beginning where uh, during his like learning montage, he has like a bunch of folders on his computer that are labeled like fire ice water or something like that. and oh, he's pulling boy. up like the incantations in notepad to memorize them and stuff. <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like, you know what? I'd watch that show.
1: This sounds sure. like the premise to a mid two thousand Jim Carrey movie.
0: Hmm. Yep. <laughs> the problem is... And, you know, the, the, the overall problem... This is a show that had an hour-long premiere. And it was not enough time. For all the, all the things they tried to do. Because that is Ugh, one... Wow. That is a fraction. That All that happens in about the first ten minutes. <laughs> That's like a fraction of okay. <laughs> what the show is attempting to do. So... Once our. So that's one show premise, which, okay, I'd watch that. Show mm. premise number two.
4: Uh. Uh,
0: after learning some magic, the bird decides to take the dude back to its homeworld because once it has a person to connect to, it can use enough magic to teleport back home or something. Uh. And now we become an isekai show temporarily. And. He's he he picked the dude decides to make some money by picking up uh, some like basic like office supplies and like stuff from the discount store and bringing and it to the, them in the, 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 the medieval fantasy other world. Look at
2: this box of matches. Isn't this cool?
0: Look at this ballpoint pen. Isn't it amazing? Um, and <laughs> so he starts running uh, like a trade route from, uh, you know, his local, uh, you know, discount dollar store to the other world and uh that's show premise number two
1: now show premise number three oh, man. <laughs> this show is giving oshinoko a run for its money in like jumping through a gazillion different hoops to get to its actual premise well, like...
0: well at least oshinoko had like the the the, the premiere movie was one premise and then the TV series was another premise this is this is all crammed in in the premiere here
1: Before, I don't know but like the premiere movie was also like okay he's a surgeon oh no now he dies now he's a baby Oh, no, wait yeah they, they <laughs> like, went yeah. They, they they
0: cut through that really fast though this is this is uh. like and the the other thing is like they plan on maintaining all three of these things uh-huh. in oh, one. Yeah, okay. at the same time, it's not like this is a, prog- a progression. Like they're going to try to do all these things at the same time. So the third premise, uh, he one day sees this woman getting attacked by a random guy in oh the my streets, God. <laughs> and he has some like weird like magic arm thing or something, and he decides. I'm gonna try to shop stop him and shoots an icicle at him and and he, between the both of them the, the the lady apparently also has magic powers. This is and back in this is back in Tokyo. In in pr- present day Japan, yeah. yes. Uh, and turns out she also has some kind of powers between the two of them they managed to stop him. And she is a special agent from a secret part of the Japanese government. <laughs> That is looking for people with magic powers in Japan, uh, because that's apparently a thing in addition to uh,
1: this guy who happened to learn it from his magic bird.
2: Uh,
1: and is there they, just they, some like, sh- shady Chinese antique seller who is selling magical birds to people in Japan? Like,
0: uh, n- Well, this. so no, I think they're going for a... Uh, I started to think about um, a certain magical index where it's science versus magic. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. I think I think it's like two different... T- types of uh, people getting powers I don't think they're related yet but so
2: this is like
0: so oh but there's more go ahead. so so yes yeah, so she brings him into the secret government organization and he is now forced to work with her this hot anime lady is now his partner that he has to work with to go hunt down other uh, magic users in modern-day Japan and he's got to do this while also running his uh isekai shop Isekai shop in the other world and it wasn't clear to me whether I didn't watch past the first episode. It wasn't clear to me whether he still has his day job, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if there also he also does that and the hustle. The show's doing too much,
4: is yeah. what I'm trying so, to say.
2: Like it's is the sort of I feel like I've talked about this before. The thing about East is that you start. <clears throat> it's such a, like parasitic genre, and now and as time has passed, like these certain subgenres or like stock plots of isekai have uh, started to crop up right like like villainous shows or whatever the i sell real world things in isekai land is another one of those stock plots and like and now the i'm taking my isekai powers back to japan i'm going to be cool and badass is like another one right <laughs> and so it's, it's just <clears throat> seeing that there's so little fucking originality that now the East Coast shows are just becoming. What smash if we took, them
0: together? <laughs> if
2: we took stock plots A, B, and C and put them into one <laughs> show, and it's like so. You
4: can't. W- <laughs> the smash. the other layer to this,
0: the other layer to this. This is another trend I I am picking up on. Is um this was originally like a like a web novel like user-submitted most, web novel things.
2: Most, most Isekai shows are.
0: Yeah, which which most isekai shows are. But there's a certain like I am I'm, I'm trying to coin this term amateur chaos to it right. of somebody who doesn't have an editor has a lot of ideas and they mm. just cram everything they got into this uh you know right. this web novel that they post up which is basically you know i'm writing fan fiction but it's not based on any particular property yeah. right like it, it's like, that level yeah. it of amateurism think, yeah. to it where some writers can like handle
2: that like yeah narita is sort of famous for this vibe with baccano It is
0: yes but a lot of people cannot deal yeah. with this and um i i can't even remember the other show i watched this season which was also like a web novel and has suffered from the same problem i don't even remember right. what it was at I this mean, point but yeah a lot of the isekai shows that's where that's coming yeah. from i mean i feel like,
2: Diaries is a web novel right like yeah
0: i feel like i was really feeling it on this one because there were just so many ideas that could have been like this could have been three different shows yeah and see like putting w- them all together did not help like, I w- it could <laughs> like it didn't I make an really- <laughs> interesting or like more creative feeling it just felt like Okay, I'm watching this show now, and now I'm watching this show, and they're both mm-hmm. bad. I would so, right, I
2: would prefer to just watch a show about some salary man who I don't know figured out how to program magic into his yeah. an arm, and then the, the first and then gets picked up for hey, other people have superpowers.
0: The the first and then it
2: becomes X Men. I don't fucking right? know. The, the what first
0: mean? original premise, wh- when when I was watching, it was like, oh, this is this is kind of nice. The the first part where it's like he's got his magic bird and it's just like an office comedy, but has some magic thrown into it. Yeah. Like, and, and the, and like, I, I, I kind of like the main guy too. Like he, cause he is an adult. He doesn't, he's not like, act, he doesn't act like a kid. He's like an actual adult uh-huh. and it's fun. And he was kind of fun because he, he's generally, you know, generic, nice guy character, but he was also when it suited him and wasn't, you know, screwing people over too badly yeah. Perfectly willing to lie and cheat, um, sure. in certain circumstances. So, like for example, because because he just wants to chill and enjoy his pets. That's like all he wants uh-huh. to do in life. That's his goal. And the so, for example, when the the anime lady picks him up to work in the the secret government organization, she's kind of interviewing him, and they're like, she's like, "So at least I saw you were able to you know manipulate water and turn it into ice or create." water and turn it to ice what other powers do you have and he's like oh, if i tell her about the other spells i know it's gonna make more work and he's like oh nope that's it that's all i do I, that's all i know how to do yeah. <laughs> and he gets this uh he gets this very cartoonish uh i'm lying face on right, uh, right. i'll post it in the chat for everybody here but uh
1: he never asked for this
0: yeah he uh-huh. gets this he gets this comical yeah. face on and it's very fun it's so like it there, there's there was there was something there and then they just kept adding it's like you know you've made me like this nice i don't know ice cream sundae and then you started pouring like gravy and marinara sauce on top of it like it's, it's <laughs> yeah like, i like these there, there were, was something there that could have been could have been fun i have a, I have a question just... about the
2: logistics of this show uh okay which is like how does he convert fantasy money to japanese oh anime? you know
0: they had some they had some is it magic no, they had some kind of excuse for it, and I don't remember what it was to be honest. Uh-huh. They did okay. address it, but it was so inconsequential like that I what? didn't I care. Go to
2: an, I go to a pawn shop, and they buy my bronze coins. Or... Yeah,
0: it was something with,
1: because they were giving him gold, and you uh-huh. could... Yeah, just buy gold ingots or, turn yeah, gold or nuggets money. or something. Yeah, right. was, yeah I mean, something if you were, like that. If you were I
2: bringing in remember. gold... T- Often enough to a fucking we buy we buy gold mall shop like this people start asking fucking questions.
0: I don't, I don't think I don't those places are pretty shady. I don't think they would ask questions, but uh yeah there was some there was some excuse for it. I don't remember what it was to be honest, but Fine, they they yeah it yeah so anyway that's Sasaki and Peeps. I just want to throw that out there because it was it was an interesting watch for the premiere, but I did not think it was very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it exists. It exists.
2: <laughs> Huzzah.
0: Let's um let's move on and talk about I only put this on here because it's a hot topic and I feel like we should mention it for the algorithm.
2: Do we have to we do let's, what's on just, here?
0: Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Help me out here, Iroh. We gotta do some numbers. Uh we're we're, we're talking about solo leveling, which was one of the hotly anticipated uh-huh. shows from this season. Yep. For some but, reason. Uh,
2: you know exactly why.
0: Yeah. So what what is the actual premise?
2: Okay. In this. the modern day, 10 years ago, monsters started appearing across the world. Okay, okay. Holes open up and there's dungeons inside and monsters come out of them. Yep. They're immune to conventional weapons. Of course. Only magically empowered humans can fight the monsters. Naturally. With, you know their magic powers and once you awaken to your powers you have a set amount of power that you have that does not change so and of course so you're ranked with a letter Okay, you can go from you know E rank all the way
0: up to S rank wait let me guess Uh the main character is the lowest possible rank
2: oh yeah (laughs) the (laughs) weakest hunter of them all (laughs) the E rank
0: the lowest of the E rank (laughs) uh
2: huh but after a okay. traumatic experience inside of a dungeon, he gets the power to level up. Unlike every other hunter, he gets his little video game stat screens that show him stats. Mm. He can, if he kills monsters, he gets he experience points and he gets quests that get him more experience points and he can become the strongest hunter because okay. he is the solo person who can level up.
0: Okay, so I need to ask: Is there a reason why this show and not every other isekai show that people
2: for whatever I don't know for is whatever it, reason? This I'm, not, is I'm like, not
0: saying it's something that you would have to agree with. I'm just saying right.
2: This is, is there like some the number one Korean webtoon? Because it's is... a
1: Korean webtoon, right? Which is in color and which can be read easily on your phone. Like, I think that's a major reason. It's it has, more easily like, accessible than manga. The comic like... has like a fairly
2: polished art style, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it is flashy.
0: Yeah, I but... mean, from what I saw, it looked nice production.
2: I mean, yeah, it looks nice. First episode yeah. look nice. A1 does a good job. I just also, it's like, this is just one of those. Yep.
0: Yeah, because everything you said, there was nothing you said in there that sounded unique or interesting compared to I agree. one of
1: these I shows. Mean, it might be because this is Korean and therefore, like, there's a whole other, like, influx of an audience via K-pop and K-drama that isn't necessarily, like, that didn't necessarily come here, I guess. To this point yeah. To remember remember when we were all uh, like?
3: Remember when they were making that um? Tower uh, God, uh, God, of High oh, School. Sure, that one strongest high school. What what the yeah, fuck? God was of all? High
1: School. God, God of yeah. High
3: School,
0: and we were all like, Or Tower uh, of God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess that must be a big deal. I, I guess. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, but but that was like you know that was like, that was like generic shonen battle or anime. Right. This is this is the this is going in the isekai trash pile. I guess. But uh I don't know. Um,
2: I don't know either. It's it's, it's so it's, that's probably the
0: movie. only thing that's interesting to me is why did this show <laughs> rise to the top of the heap compared to everything else. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'm not seeing any I'm not and you know
2: anything. like we've had I don't I don't want to like be mean to other people about their tastes uh however it's like we get we got like a comment on the blog for example that's like no it's uh trust me it's it's really good there's a reason that this was so anticipated and the story it's so much depth later and it's like i I don't i don't understand where you're coming from i don't okay i do um, not see the the arc of this that has anything interesting to say right
3: so I guess my question, uh, Arrow, since you watched the first episode, like, mm-hmm. so, so, of course, we are talking about the like cultural magnitude of solo sure, leveling, right? I mean, right? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's I've placing, seen this that like
2: target, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Shelves.
3: So, this being in some ways one of those early progenitors, right? Along with a magical reincarnation and 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 such and such as right. Is it simply? Just bad, or is this one of the ones we have to blame for like the weird, resentful incel angle that a lot of isekai take? Right,
2: okay, like, You know what? I will say. To the show's credit compared to some of the a lot of those East Bay shows, he is not some weird incel, right? Like,
3: does a woman condescend to him in the first five minutes of the episode no. and then he strips no. her naked by the end? You no, know I mean? no,
1: no, but instead, he's like,
4: Adria is right. a girl, like, <laughs> right? And it's instead, you know, he's
1: getting like,
2: beat up, and then the other uh, girl's like, Oh, y- oh, you, I just can't leave you alone because you keep getting your ass kicked, and I have to heal you, oh, right? It's nice. like, he's just and like. She- yeah, a she normal guy at
1: the end of the first episode. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, so it the, is back to is the like, old, back to right. the old ways. Of, I mean, the, what
2: the anime where mayor Rindo is real. Go boy, the protagonist of this Isekai show is not a total shithead. Man. It's just I a guy. Right?
3: We have fully, fully codified the like Isekai Overton window. Yeah, he- I
2: know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like okay. When, so this, when, but the best thing I have to say about the show is the protagonist is like a seems like an okay guy,
1: just a normal, he's just a dude. regular, regular yeah. dude. Yeah. All right. So, so, so this is there was one. This is, is, one so this thing is old though, about this show, right? right? Which is like. The dungeons appear in like random places. So, at the like, when the guy goes to the dungeon, there's like a dude who has like a food truck, except he's selling like weapons and potions and stuff. So, that dude like drives his truck around Seoul to uh, wherever the new portal right. opens.
4: That's,
2: I, I like mean, that. <laughs> yeah, characterizing adventurers as emergency workers rather than, I don't know, glory seekers is yeah. something that you could get something out of. I don't see the show doing any of
4: that yeah all right like there's
1: like a a hunter's guild and it's but it's like it's run by like a ceo kind of dude you know like it's some kind of zaibatsu or whatever the korean equivalent is but like it doesn't get any more creative than that like
0: yeah okay but you're saying it's old maybe that's it maybe it's just been Around for a long time. I don't
1: think it's that
2: old. I'm, oh, no, no, I let me so. let
0: me see here.
2: Uh, but uh, the the I don't know when the when the web. no okay. The
1: I genuinely think it just this is a major thing because it's coming this, from a different um, because yeah because it is Korean because like. We may not have noticed this, but like Korean pop culture has like completely overtaken of Japanese course. pop culture yes. while right. we weren't looking. So like this, this yeah. is from
2: the web novel It's from 2016. Okay, so not mm.
0: that old. All right. So I don't know, yeah. man. It just who knows the how the hearts of Ei yeah. fans I mean, operate. Maybe it really if... is just a different demographic coming into it. I, don't I know. guess. Yeah, but. It's...
2: I don't understand, and I don't know that I ever will understand. All right. Well,
0: at, at least it doesn't sound like the worst of these. So, hey, if people no, are enjoying it, see, it,
2: it is instead merely dull. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. If, if it's just boring to us, then hey, everybody else enjoy you know, it. If you know, you're
2: enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. You know, you, you, you,
0: I'm not going to condemn
2: level heads out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not.
0: Yeah, knock yourselves out. It, I'm not going to condemn it if it doesn't have, you know slavery and sexual assault and all that, so... At least, uh... At
3: least yet.
4: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Aqua
3: has a totally valid point. (laughs) Like, we are basing this (laughs) purely off of a single episode. For all we know, for all we know, Solo Leveling has like an actually slavery is good arc, like... Two years from now, like right. we, we actually shouldn't like make any declarative statements <laughs> yeah. based
0: on. All right, asterisk based on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's uh, let's keep things moving. And I wanted to talk about a sign of affection. Yeah. Uh, okay. Did you watch it, Aqua? Yes. Or, I did. Uh, okay. So, cute. yeah. So. I don't, this is, just, this is one of those shows where I don't know. I did watch the first two episodes. I don't know with my, just based on my own personal preferences and what I want to watch, if I'll keep watching it, but it is a good show worth mentioning because I think it's worth watching and judging for yourself if it's something mm-hmm. you want to watch. So, um, but yeah, this is a, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward romance, shoujo romance story. Uh, with the hook being that the I kind of don't kind of want to say hook, but the 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 kind of unique, the unique selling of it point, yeah, is that the the main character is uh, she's deaf, and um, mm-hmm. they what I what I liked, I mean, I the the romance part of it is very cute. I, I like that the the main couple seems to be pretty straight forward with their like feelings and everything. There's not a lot of like dancing around and. There's there's a little bit of it, but not like compared to other shows in the genre. Like they they kind of get. Right it is to the a point bit more of,
1: mature. Like you know, like yeah. the characters are like, okay, I'm interested in pursuing a relationship with this yes, person. I'm going to get to know, know this, this person. Their contact details. Yes. Yeah. This
0: person's this person's cute. They seem nice. I want to mm-hmm. get to know them better. Right. Which is nice. I mean,
1: there's also a reason why they are you know in college as opposed to high school. Yes, super. it is. It, it, they are, they are college age, so that
0: yeah. they are you know portrayed as a little more mature. I didn't like I don't like the childhood friend character. I don't like where they're oh. going with that. I, I did you watch But oh, that's in two? the second
1: episode, I think. Okay. You're not talking about the girl. Yeah so the, uh, so my one the
0: my, friend my friend. one kind of uh red flag well, is
1: let me guess oh, he is like violently protective of the yes, main girl. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he and he's like but they're they're of course, they're framing it as a, you know but he really just really cares about her because mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. he took the time to learn sign language because he cares so much about her right. even though he literally tells her uh, deaf people shouldn't go to college because it's not safe um, <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, you're not coming back from that huh. one. There is no yeah. way you're coming back to that one uh, for for me. So uh, I I don't like that they're trying to introduce some kind of and, and to be fair, she does not seem to have any romantic interest in him whatsoever. Right. But I feel I mean, like the show like, just just, just something being, like
1: that is also like a very like it is reflective of a common attitude. I think towards people who have disabilities like like blindness or deafness like this is also a very like prominent thing in a silent voice for example where like shoko the main girl's mother also say similar things of like oh you know you can't live a normal life you can't go out there and 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 do things that normal kids do because you're blind uh deaf. sorry and like a lot of the show is also about exploring how she is on one hand concerned but also stifling her daughter yeah there is still like a chance that they explore something like that with this childhood friend character it's it's, still a
3: shitty thing to say but yeah as absolutely it is it is a common cultural i mean again maybe not a cultural sentiment it is a common refrain in it it is a common go-to piece of dialogue in pieces of fiction Right. In, in Japan. About but you but thing. should
1: not burden people with the way in which do you are you, different. Like, do
0: you say that to the person's face, though? <laughs> well, I mean, cases, <laughs> they did.
1: <laughs> if you're a blood bad boy, you do, I guess. Okay,
0: well, anyway, I it's a fine line to walk with that, yeah. and I feel like they did not mm-hmm. do a good job in the second episode with him. But, I d- also don't think they're gonna take him too seriously as, like, a love triangle thing, but he's mm-hmm. there. I mean, he's there for a reason, right? So... That 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 concerns me a little bit, but otherwise, the romance a- aspect of it is very cute. And you know, I'm not an expert on this, but I did like, you know, I did a little reading up a- about the background and how much research the author did on you know mm-hmm. portraying, uh, you know, the life of a deaf person. And and I I do like like one thing I wrote about in the first look post that I did for it was like that they, they don't they don't like hand wave the 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 challenges of being a deaf person like for example i feel like it's very common in media for to have a deaf person be able to read lips so you can just
1: yeah yeah, you know make
0: it so they just understand what everybody's saying and this girl can read lips but like she gets she it's so they kind of show how limited that is yeah (laughs) Like, like main like, dude
1: explicitly like makes an effort to talk slowly and uh, yeah, so like, well, so she can read. So his like
0: lips, right? she can't always catch every single word. And mm-hmm. like there's a bit where she's like in a they're like at a diner or something, and she you know she sees people talking across the room and she doesn't know what they're saying you know because she can't right. read everybody's lips at once. So like I feel like little things like that are kind of a nice touch that I show. Think that's like, very interesting they put right? research because into they it.
1: don't. They don't play this as like, oh, woe is me, you know, yeah. I'm deaf. Yeah. Whereas they focus on more like specific issues, like for example, you know, when you're deaf, you cannot join in on a conversation. Someone needs to actively involve you in a conversation in order for right. you to be part of it, right? Like and they, those they kinds keep of it. Things. They
0: keep it positive because then they'll show how she overcomes that, right? It's not right, like she's, right, you know, right. it, it's not like it's, you know dragging her down or anything she's just it's, it's a challenge yeah. she has to overcome and so, it's also
1: like i was initially a bit disappointed that they didn't cast a, a, an actual deaf person to voice her but then like i realized oh she has a lot of like interior monologue and it would be yeah insane it would sense to portray for that in any other way than to have her speak even yeah. though she like was born deaf and as a result yeah
0: so like we probably about, like
1: yeah would not have a an understanding of language the way we do it. not that i can speak with any authority on that and
0: considering like probably at least 50 percent of the dialogue is in her head it's probably best that they did that yeah yeah so
1: um but i mean they do some nice things like i like how they cut the sound and the music whenever whenever like we follow her perspective i like how yeah like they portray certain Facts of her life as realistic, like for like some like how, for example, her parents don't know sign language,
4: which is something
1: that is like both, which is incredibly like sad, but also probably kind of realistic. Yeah, like I feel like
3: okay, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like parents. I feel like at least
0: yeah would that, be that potentially is, the first to learn again, sign language again i don't i don't deaf, but... again but i, I, I c- wouldn't know yeah. but we can only but guess i can see it seem
1: like weird. from that same like attitude her parents being like oh but you know we should not adapt to you you, you should adapt to society right like right. from like yeah. a way like that kind of perspective
0: Right, not so that like that's a good perspective. So you're going to find but... ways to
1: communicate without burdening yeah. others with having to learn sign language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like... Yeah,
0: I, I, hmm. I, I, don't know about that, but the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, and I, and again, coming back to her childhood friend, that's why they make it such a big point of, oh, he learned sign language so he could talk to her and all that. So, congratulations, um, basic human decency. Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did um, the bare minimum. Yeah, and and they and they show like the. I appreciate the main guy is... He, he he gets a little borderline,
1: but he's not a creep. Like, he's, like... That's also something I like in that, like, there's, like, a bit where he, like... She's, like... Like, her thoughts are sort of trailing, and then he, like... Puts his hand on her head and like tilts her head up to make him look, make her look at his face so he can say something so she can read his lips.
0: He actually has a reason for the head yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) She
1: She says like, oh, why do I do, why do I interpret everything he does in like the best possible way? Yeah. Right. That like makes me think of like, that's like an interesting Nuance, because like you could see what that guy does as like invading on her physical space without her consent. But on the other hand, like he, you see that he has no like ulterior motives with that. Like he is just like looking for the best way to get her attention so he can say something to her, right? Like, yeah. and
0: that's like yeah. A, and they they reinforce hmm. that in the. I didn't watch episode three, but. In yeah, episode yeah. two, like they just kind of reinforce that he's actually a pretty nice guy, which made mm-hmm. me, which made me kind of hate her friend even more. But was right. uh, <laughs> like it's like I'm like, dude, I'm like, girl, leave him. Like, you got this like hot, super nice guy who he's like mm-hmm. learning sign language and he's like a world traveler and interesting. Yeah, and, like, yeah, just just stick with him. <laughs> like, That's something I also
1: <laughs> I also do find interesting because like, it's clear that the show wants to be more than like, oh, I'm a Dainty wave, and this boy is going to save me. Like, it's it's more nuanced than that because, like, I think they're trying to go for a kind of thing where, like, he doesn't just represent, you know, boy who has basic human decency to be nice to Dev Girl, but, like, he's also, like, he's the world traveler, he's a polyglot, he has a lot of, like, friends from all over the world. So, like, he sort of, like, represents. A life outside of the like sheltered yeah. life that she yeah, that's knows, the, right? the theme they're like, going yeah, And, they, they, and that's, like, again, an interesting angle, or at least more interesting to me than like, ah, oh, I am unlovable because I am disabled and but this boy loves me. Like, yeah. which is like what like 90% of Shoujo would go for. Like Yeah. And
0: and they they, they again that's another thing they emphasize in, in the second episode, because she kind of gives a speech to that effect of like, my whole mm-hmm. life, people have been sheltering me, and I've got this guy who's like a a gateway to the rest of the world in yeah, some ways yeah. Yeah.
1: also they seem to be focusing on a lot of on, on, on a bunch of different other characters like there's like her her college friend and the manager dude yeah and it's just overall like portrayed it's cute it has decent comedic timing it yes the performances are good like there are some odd directorial choices like, in the first episode, there's, like, a sudden bit where they just, like, replicate a manga panel, including the text <laughs> on screen. Which oh, is that's just like, anime comedy, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's, that, no, it's, but that uh... just goes... Yeah, that just, like, completely comes out of nowhere. There's still yeah, too much too much use of the shoujo <gasps> freeze-frame swelling violins. Uh... <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll but I, it. I liked but, it. It's yeah. cute. Yeah. So...
0: Again, for my personal preferences, I don't know. We'll see. I might watch. I might watch a little more. It's it's very yeah. cute, and I think it's worth. Like, I think it's a good show worth watching. And it just depends on you know whether it's to your like preferences or not. But
1: yeah, I, I mean, you don't get a lot of like straight up shoujo romance shows like this anymore, especially if you like kick out all the ones that are like creepy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's talk about Sengoku Yoko. Yeah. Sengoku Yoko. Um, so, Ira, do you want to refresh us on, on what Sengoku Yoko is about?
2: Uh, who, Sengoku Yoko is uh, by noted manga, Satoshi Mizukame. The uh, GOAT. Uh
4: huh. <laughs>
2: One of the best to ever do it, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, the thing about Sengoku Yoko is that. It's a long story.
1: Other Mecca anime.
2: It's a it's a long story. Maybe you can't see the whole arc of the story from the first two episodes. But some might call Sengoku Yoko a slow burn. A slow burn. Um, <laughs> but you know, in the first two episodes, you know, we are in this, the depths of the Sengoku period, uh, and the siblings for world reformation. Uh, this fox spirit and this. Uh, other guy who has learned the sage arts or you know, traveling around uh writing wrongs. You know, uh Well
3: well importantly, this is a setting in which like humans and demons and such Yes exists, are, all you know, exists, exist yes, yes, are, are fighting it each It's a other.
2: supernatural battle
0: series. Uh yes. One of them. Okay. Yes. Okay, so again. Uh-huh. As someone who did not read the manga, but mm-hmm. I do have the context of experiencing uh, other works by Muzikami. Yes. I once again can see why people would watch the f- one episode of this <laughs> and say yeah. this is the most basic-ass in oh, yeah. uh, adventure show. So, here's uh-huh. the thing.
3: Here, here's uh-huh. the thing. I truly think that like Dungeon Meshi's qualities do like show themselves. Yes. It, in, it, not necessarily the in like the yeah. big, bombastic way you'd expect. Yes. I would say, as somebody who like will trumpet Muzikami's merits to the ends of the world... Also, as somebody who last read Sengoku Yoko like maybe nine years ago, <laughs> even I am struggling to remember. Like, I am watching it <laughs> because I know Musikami never misses. I know because I remember reading the last chapter of Sengoku Yoko and going, <laughs> God damn, what a, what a G. Holy shit. The greatest to ever do it. So I can tell you, <laughs> oh uh-huh. yeah, don't worry. This manga, fuck it. This, this, this show's a banger. The story's a banger. It's going to end great. But here in episode mm. one and two, I'm like... Uh-huh. What, what yeah what happened okay
0: okay i will say again i at least have the context of experiencing other musikami works yeah. and i can see little hints right. of how the yes. characters are going to grow like yeah. what their what their character development arcs uh-huh. are going to be and i and i know unlike other shows other in <laughs> shows that might have those things yeah. i know musikami always delivers on that right. so I have a reason to continue watching it, but yes. I'll tell you if I had no other context. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, I, I after episode one, yeah. I would have been well, let's like, just, eh, I'm,
3: "Let's know, just yeah. all take the wins where we can get them." Yeah. We finally have a Mizukami anime that doesn't look like complete
0: dog shit. It's true. Yes. It's so true. it does look. It
2: looks fine. It looks, looks pretty good. good. It even looks good in yeah. some it, spots.
0: It, yeah, I, I think it looked even better than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh,
1: in 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 the
0: the parts where it counts. Um, like i mean I'm... you say
1: all this but these first episodes like even if they were kind of generic like they had a lot of like fun things going yeah. on. yeah uh, no they're not bad okay yeah, character so... dynamic it was funny it had like surprises it had it had good action like it, it didn't pull its punches especially the ending of episode two so it was still like pretty solidly entertaining like you you can say that Mizukami's works always start off generic, and I would agree. But his <laughs> strengths as a writer do show from the very beginning. Like he is, he does manage to convince you to stick yeah. with him until say that
0: If if I, I yeah, it's not the the first couple of episodes are not bad. I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah. I'm saying mm-hmm. if you didn't have any other context, I don't mm-hmm. like if if I got assigned. Sengoku Yoko for first looks this yeah. season, and I I didn't know who wrote it. I, I did. You guys had never told me anything about it. Right. I probably would have hit it with a for fans of the genre or right. something. It's like oh yeah, this is fine. Right. of, of yeah. yeah. It was fine. It was fine. Um, you know, it, it was it was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. And but I, I'm gonna move on with my life because I'm not mm. usually into these kinds of shows. Right. And um, but again, I know enough to know I can see the seeds being planted. Right. But
2: you know we're in a world where somebody may watch this for these first few episodes and go like, "Oh, I mean that dude who made where they made that really terrible anime a couple years ago that looked like (laughs) shit. Why would I watch this? It must suck." Oh, Uh, right. And so I'm like, look, some some authors are look,
3: man, some authors are just doomed. All right, like I've 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 just accepted, you know, like. Satoru Noda <laughs> will never be vindicated by history.
1: You know. I mean, no on only- the other hand, people also like Demon Slayer, which is also the most generic shit in the universe. Uh, so, no, you know, the thing,
3: people like Demon Slayer because it got a UFO table yeah, anime it's adaptation. Like super flashy, so, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I-, I don't think it can be overstated how much. Like, I mean, I'll be real, man. Free Ren is <laughs> hugely assisted by its adaptation like we're not talking about it this week because you know we're doing you know we're talking about uh, new anime this season but um boy yep. i really wonder if people have anything good to say about the last couple of episodes of fray right we'll
2: find out <laughs> if uh, it weren't for it's like overwhelmingly high production we'll we like, find out is... another time yes, uh yes. but yeah. I, you, know, you know like look i, I just I they're fine. you know i think I like Sengoku Yoko. I think if you are finding things that you're enjoying in these first two episodes, like I, of course, I'll beg you to stick with it because see, it, it really goes some places, I think. And the, the, maybe it takes time to get there, but you know, you can see the seeds. I, I could see the seeds cause I know where the, what they grow into, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah. You uh, so, you know, th- this is why you should be listening to the Gloria chat because we're here to put you on, to uh-huh, the, the shows right that you, yeah. you might you might not have you know caught your attention. Yeah.
2: And you know what, you know, uh, to 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 those who might say, but hero, you know, you were judging solo leveling so harshly based on one episode, and yet two eps after <laughs> one to two episodes of Sengoku Yoko, you're telling people to stick with it. And to that I say, Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so I, I, I the, uh, there are things I think you can you can pick up by you know the second or third episode, yeah. for sure. In, in is, is, did they do three episodes yet? I've watched so much anime in the past forty no, hours. No, don't, don't remember, three, But yeah. okay, it it's only that's right. There's only two episodes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think by the end of the second episode, you sh- anybody should be able to start to pick up kind of where they're headed mm-hmm. with the characters and stuff. But right, um, you know, we, I, we
2: have Happo Samurai Shinsuke, who is you know. Yeah, O-O-A, I think it's important
0: a, to note, yeah. like, mm-hmm. so, like for example, when, yeah, when, when he's like doing his hot blooded Shonen protagonist nonsense in episode two, it's mm-hmm. a, I think it's important to note that the rest of the characters like stop being an annoying idiot, <laughs> like, yeah. right? Like, like yes. it he is, is a, not he is a blowhard co- who
2: you know maybe can get do it when it counts, but the rest of the time is in over his depth. And that is, you know, important part of his growth as a character, his arc as a character, you know? Yes. Jinka a piece of shit who, you know, is edge, an edge Lord who says, I hate all humans, man. Uh, you know, and that's an important part of his character growth.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think if there's like, if there's one thing I would highlight that music comedy always does and never fails is his character growth, right? Yeah. Like, the characters are not the same characters at the end of the series as they were at the beginning. Yeah. And from what you guys are telling me, (laughs) that will be the case here. Right. So
2: what what was he said to you the other day? It's like Mizukami has more consistent endings than basically anyone else. Like out there, like he has had several series and what I'll say is all of them end well. Yes. Like they have good endings and how many other, creators out there can you say that of with straight Musikami
3: has more and more consistent endings than like basically any other mangaka that's ever lived yeah you know in this (laughs) one highly specific metric satoru mizukami satoshi uh, Satoshi, Satoshi, mizukami bless his heart rest (laughs) in peace (laughs) blows (laughs) <laughs> blows <laughs> Kentaro Miura out of the water. He died for our sins. <laughs> like it's not even close. It's it's a uh, it's a ten O matchup. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, You're talking about endings
2: specifically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even even Planet Win On probably. a technical Great knockout,
2: ending. uh <laughs> TKO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um and you know, and that's also like there's just I watch Sengoku Yoko and I you know, both episodes. I've just thought to myself, "God, there's so much more to come that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is not even visible. Doesn't just not visible from, from for yeah, me. I am I right. am
3: just looking forward to it because as someone who like knows that they had positive emotional feelings at the end of reading <laughs> some yes. Goku Yoko, right, right. but can only remember like three separate individual moments from the story. <laughs> oh man, I'm like yeah. Yeah, this should be fun.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I look yeah. forward to remembering these things again. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah.
2: Well, I, uh,
0: yeah. stick with it, everybody. I yeah, yeah. stick with s- it.
2: Stick with it, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our next show with this wonderful title, "Cherry Magic." Thirty years of virginity can make you a wizard. Okay, find so- out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Before I get into the actual, <laughs> before I get into the actual show, uh, yeah, that this title, I just assumed, I assumed it was like going to be uh, an isekai show about a thirty-year-old dude who obviously is a virgin and gains magical powers, and he gets transported to another world where he gets a harem of hot ladies that start coming on to him, but if he has sex, he loses his powers. That's what I. Right to <laughs> itself, right? You know, yeah. yep. it,
3: it says something about, I think, um, mm-hmm. our, like, relative ages and, like, culture, like, like our backgrounds of what an anime like this would be, Right. that my conception of Cherry Magic, 30 mm-hmm. Years of Virginity Can Make You a Wizard, mm-hmm. is a modern-day supernatural comedy mm. in which a hapless salaryman, um... Is, is fated to become the most powerful wizard. Oh, uh, yeah. And thus, and so
2: he cannot have sex. Like the, the fortune teller on the street is like, you can't Yes, and, can and then
3: uh, acquires a harem of like 99 hot succubus babes mm-hmm. who are trying to seduce him. And if you uh,
2: not, then Satan will... Conquer Earth, <laughs> exactly right. Because
3: <laughs> that's, that's an episode like, title. I feel like,
2: I feel like <laughs> that's the
3: premise of one of these anime from like the eras of like 2004 to
2: 2011, yeah. and then yeah. from 2012, 2012 to 20. And <laughs> <You know>
3: what Gel <laughs> I mean, described is like 2012 to present.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So need- uh, needless to say, the show is none of those things. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. It actually, it was just, it was okay. Like yeah. I watched the first episode, and Aqua, I know you did too. You you wrote the first like post on it, but yes. But what is uh,
1: it? <laughs> I mean, it, the title. it's simply like the title refers to a common Japanese yes. saying slash right. internet right. Meme that like if you uh, go without sex for 30 years you get magic powers and like mm-hmm. that is what happens in the show you know you're yes. happier, your guy is down on his luck he's not very good with girls and as a result he is a virgin at 30 and he awakens to magical powers magical powers that allow him to read minds basically okay. read minds when he uh, of the people who he touches. Yeah, so, he so has to touch them, right? That's isn't important. this a Maggie okay, Brilliant
2: Park's it. premise? No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, whenever he liked... the power to read minds of people he touched. I don't think he has powers. Does no? You know, in the Maggie
1: Brilliant Park, he had like he had like a, a previous career as like a.
2: Yeah, but did didn't he didn't have mind reading was... powers?
1: I think I, his thing is fun. That as a kid he had, he was like a fake medium, psychic kind of thing. Yeah. I okay. Remember. And never mind. Honestly, yeah, I don't right. remember yeah, him
0: correct. having powers, but yeah. yeah. That's and the it, show with
3: the girl named Fifty Cent, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. Where yes. The guy's called Look. Kanye
1: West, and the girl is called Fifty Cent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that aged well. Um. <laughs> but anyway, this show, yes, yeah, So he does, he does gain uh the ability to read minds if if he is touching the person
1: right and, and at first it is like awkward because whenever he grazes someone on the train or in the gotcha. elevator he's like oh no I'm invading on their privacy mm. but then he like accidentally grazes the hand of a hot dude at work, and oh. it turns out that this hot dude is in love with him. Whoa! And the dude is like, what, what, "What
4: was that?" What? Yeah.
1: No, actually, like, actually, not really. Like, there is not a lot of a, but we're both guys. How is that possible? Like,
0: yeah, they don't, they don't really, they don't
1: do that thing. Like, yeah. it's mostly just like, why does this, you know, just, just handsome? It's like, why me? So st- social yeah social butterfly kind of dude why is he so interested in you know scruffy old me
4: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and then it's just basically you know their romance because oh they're they they're drunk from you know the mandatory after work drinking party and oh no it turns out i will have to stay the night at your apartment hot colleague and like you know those kinds of things but it's all like very, like, innocent and wholesome. And, like, yeah. a lot, most of the jokes are about, like, dude the... reads other dude's mind, and other dude is, like, w- weirdly horny. And dude is like, <laughs> oh, is he Whoa. going to try anything funny? And then, yeah. no, turns out that, like, the guy is just a nice dude who may have, like lurid thoughts but doesn't act on them because he's yeah. a decent guy. Like
0: which I, which I appreciate they're very unambiguous about yeah, his feelings yeah. for him. Like at one point he's talking about licking his neck or something and they're like, okay, yeah. no, right. no way to misinterpret that. Yeah. But uh I, I think the best <laughs> the best description I saw was in the Crunchyroll comments. Somebody said, This is a uh, like uh my 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 new boss is goofy but actually gay um, yeah, yeah,
4: that's just <laughs> actually a pretty
0: accurate description, I think, of of what is going on here. So, right, yeah, uh, and that show, uh, I mean, I I only watched an episode or whatever, but Artemis really liked it, and it was mm-hmm. pretty good. It's it's yeah. it's a similar vibe here, uh, where it's you
1: know, it's like just a wholesome, like nice romance. You know, it. I think it deliberately tries to like shave some of the edge off of, or at least which is common in BL or which the genre is at least infamous for. Right. Yeah. Like, and just tries to be, you know, the, the, the nice people being nice and falling in love and having butterflies in their stomach and like, you know, only doing things with, with consent, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I hope that becomes like, I mean, again, we're probably not the, we are not the experts in the genre, but like our perception of how, how BL normally works I hope I hope there I hope out there there are more stories like this than you right. know our, our old like, our, old was one con- of our the old concepts of it
2: yeah <laughs> of reasons it, yeah. why
1: I wanted to watch this because I'm the guy who always complains about Yuri so I was like, yeah, oh, right. like I should actually watch a BL show and this was like considered to be pretty popular in the okay. genre like there was a popular uh, live action drama adaptation um, of it a couple of years ago and now it's getting an anime. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll check this out. And Like the impressions are mostly, you know, positive. I I, I get the feeling like it is, it is, it's very fluffy. It doesn't really seem to go into the character psychology a lot. Yeah, like it's it's very like surface level. Like, oh, yeah, you I, know, I love you because I think you look you look cute, and like I love you because you were nice to me, and like yeah, I don't think this is much of this is not like, gonna
0: be like a de- I don't get the impression this is going to be deeper dramatic in any way yeah, at any point. yeah, which yeah, which is yeah. fine. In in <laughs> yeah. fact I I want to like I'm saying like I, I would like to see more of those types of shows that aren't like life and death serious yeah, 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 in yeah. this genre uh, you know um I mean the last one I can remember watching was given and, given, th- right? and even yeah. that had but like least- that was like that was like right. 75% light and fluffy and like 25% deadly serious but right given that uh,
1: like some meat on its bones.
0: Yeah, right? that's still yeah. I think that here really the good, intention really is
1: so. to just be comfort food. You know, you tune in every yeah. week just to see these two dorks like being nice to each other, and it yeah. gives you a nice feeling. Like,
0: yeah. And I, I'm glad. I feel like we're we're making progress that we can do this with uh, with you know two guys and it not being yeah great. Right? It's look <laughs> <Like,
1: laughs> that's the thing. Like like they're like. <sighs> They are, like, this kind of, like, saccharine romance is not my thing, but I like how they are not, how they don't have to do the typical framing of, like, oh, this is scandalous, this is salacious.
0: What's wrong with me? Why am I attracted to this? Raw
1: sexuality of these beasts in heat. Mm. Like, this is just, like, you know, it's it's nice. Like, you don't get the, like... LGBT-themed manga are, us- are very often, and it's getting gotten a lot better in recent years. But it's very like often like lurid, you know, like like the like the manga or the anime is screaming at you. It's like, oh, this is this is unnatural. This is scandalous. This is saucy. Like you know, like a 50s pulp novel, you know, like <laughs> right. oh, vixens doing the devil's deed with one another. <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm glad we're finally moving on from this. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to see that. And I feel like it's, you know, with, especially in anime, they're a lot more prone to do that with women. So to see them doing it with men is even more impactful, I think. Because, you
1: know, something, something gender roles, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: So like, I feel, I feel like we've seen an uneven amount of progress with how they depict, you know, relationships between women versus relationships Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. between men. And it's good to see something this, you know, unambiguous and, and, you know, normalizing. So, and it's good. And like, it's, it's fun. Like it's a cute show. Like it's, it's, I think it's, it's worth checking out. So. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about (laughs) Metallic Rouge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Talakaruge,
0: Bones' twenty fifth
2: so, anniversary series.
0: Yeah, i will talk about a show
3: where bones. like any any gay subtext is probably going to be baiting more than explicit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Um, they are so all in a perfect callback call to the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Does this anybody is if your first time is with an android? Do, does anybody know what the show is actually about?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, the I watched. I watched Blade both Runner, episodes.
3: I mean, it's... yeah, it's it's fairly straightforward. It's just that the way they decided to kind of introduce it is a little overwhelming. But
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, as Iroh said, it's just it's it's anime Blade Runner. You know, right. it's, it's, I know there's uh, like some kind of artificial
0: on... humans that have to do space heroin every day, right? Uh, to survive. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, Some
1: of the robots have gone too advanced, so they need to be put down. Yeah. by do- another
3: question? Yeah, mark? Well, 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 another <laughs> yeah. robot
1: essentially. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. It's it's and in many ways. So you know, obviously the the background of um, Metallic Rouge, right? Is uh, yes, as as uh, was stated earlier, it is it's Bones' big anniversary project. It's an anime original, and uh, it is being spearheaded by Utaka Uh Mecha people will know that name better. Uh, he is probably one of the foremost mecha designers of the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. As a director, he is known for directing <laughs> Um
1: Is this the guy who designed mm, the bots for *Star Driver* and *Planet w- uh, Planet Captain no. Earth*? No, no okay. that
3: is uh, Shigeto Koyama. No, uh, you talk about Suzuki's. I mean, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, because I see the same kind of like this, like more like slender. Mm, I could see like, that. Yes. Like, like, like f- fabulous kind of robot yeah. as opposed to like chunky. Yeah. But, yeah, not the same guy. Okay. Oh, no,
2: no. no, yeah. That, that was Shigatakama, who now works at Trigger. Um, oh, okay. Yutake yes. uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: is probably mostly for, uh, known in the mecha design sphere for his work on Char's Counterattack. Pat Labor. Ah, um, okay. Yes, and Pat Labor. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the thing I feel like about Metallic Rouge, right, is again, so it's because it's being spearheaded by a dude who was very prominent in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Metallic Rouge feels like a late eighties sci-fi OVA transplanted into 2023 uh, for both good and ill. I think like, Um,
1: especially like the combination of like the gritty cyberpunk aesthetics with like two hot, hot girls who do Uh shit and make Uh jokes. Like, yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, it it feels very of that era. And but presentationally, from a visual standpoint, I think that works very well in its favor. I think I think Metallic yeah. Rouge is probably one of the nicest looking shows of the season, if not the nicest looking show. In yeah, some spots.
1: especially when it pops off, like
3: like it's really yeah. they see. I mean, they save nice it. They save looking,
0: it for the. Um, they save it for the fight scenes. But yes, the it yeah. Looks, uh Yeah.
3: You know, visual directing is very strong on this one. Like this is you know. But again, when I say good and ill, I, I mean, in many ways, Metallic Rouge feels like an 80s sci-fi OVA, which often ask the question, can you tell a story based purely on vibes? And <laughs> the answer is... What if the cops were hot? Maybe <laughs> Oh
2: okay, you know, that's so every anime. I know, I know. Yeah. What if <laughs> the cops I, I were wanna... hot? Come on, that's know, all of them. I know. Uh, hot cops. <laughs> I know, but you know. Hot cops.
3: I, I would uh, um, uh, trying to find a not hot cop in anime would be like looking for, uh, <laughs> for looking for a piece floor, of hay in a like, needle yeah. stack, man. I, I yeah. Yeah.
0: So okay. <laughs> Anyways I, I want I wanna I wanna I wanna push back a little bit because I just it, you know. Full disclosure: I wasn't really super impressed with this, other than the visuals. But the I, I can definitely they're definitely taking inspiration from the that era of like the eighties, early nineties OVAS. I don't think in execution it necessarily feels. It still feels like an anime made in twenty twenty four to me, even though there's some like if it was made in the
1: eighties, there would be more gore and it's Like.
0: Yeah, even wow. though there's like like the like even though it's like the you know, maybe the art direction and stuff is taking direction for that. I don't know. It still feels like uh, a modern day anime to me in that regard. uh I don't remember anyone riding a motorcycle. I feel like that's important, but uh maybe I maybe I missed that. Mm. But time. Um,
4: <laughs>
0: the <laughs> and 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 even even like I feel like it could have been more colorful and like. Flamboyant, but
1: I—I uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel—I feel like. Maybe. I mean, the thing is, it's trying to, it's on to try to have its cake and eat it, right? You have, on the had this very like moody, grim cyberpunk aesthetic, and then there's also these two like cutesy anime girls. Doing yeah, I, I their feel like. things, like. And, and you Awful, know what? You're this, just this-
3: describing Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I
0: wish the show was Bubblegum Crisis. Dude, um- fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. It's not bubblegum crisis. Like I can see okay, the no, inspiration. Okay, fine.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It isn't. All right. Look, yeah, nothing but, can be bubblegum yeah. crisis. Nothing yeah, can ever be the not first playing, seven minutes. They're not a the Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So okay. So so I think in all seriousness, Gel, I I think your criticisms are on point. That it is trying to echo that vibe, that feeling, but in terms of execution. It's not quite there, right? It is not. It does yeah. not actually have the same like level of unrestrained bombast that those OVAs often carry themselves with, mm-hmm. right?
1: Because and, it also and, sort of tries to be a like noirish mood piece until it all pops off, right? And like the question is whether it actually pulls that off. Like in the first episode, there's a lot of like conspiracy intrigue, like the villains having a lot of like. Weighty conversations about proper nouns, <laughs> and then the yeah. two main girls sort of come in, and and the final fight like raises some questions about like are these girls actually the good guys? You know because like right like the the yeah. person they're supposed to be hunting down is making all these these arguments, and main girl just sort of, uh, sort of dismisses them all. Yeah, and uh, then, like the, but, but then like the, the, second, fr- the second episode, episode happens you know, and.
4: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I suspect the to this show and...
2: will follow a sort of format of like ever of short arcs where it's like, who here is the you know member of the Immortal Nine that they're trying to take down? Like, which of these characters is going to be that person? And it's like when I watch episode one, it reminded me. The way it is written, episode one, this reminds me a lot more of, like, Western uh, media than anime in the sense of, like, we are coming in late to, like, the third case of this this thing. It's like, oh, yeah, we've already killed two of them. We are coming in late at the tail end of their scheme to nab number three. And it's just, like, deal with it. Get... Figure it out, you know, right. and we will move on to the next yeah. thing.
3: And and I will be clear; I don't think I actually mind that part of like right. Metalic Rouge's bad introduction. introduction. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not implying that. I think I think where some of our like trepidation with this show comes from. Again, why I said this reminds me a lot of an 80s anime OVA for Good and Ill is like, I mean, again, Metallic Rouge has decided to be to be one of those stories about artificial personhood and right. like. Are the, the tail a-
2: Pluto.
3: Yeah, you know, those AI people being part of what it seems to be some sort of, like, oppressed underclass, and...
2: The labor force,
3: yeah. Right, and, and how the villains are members of that oppressed underclass, and but one of our heroes is also a member of that oppressed underclass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, as always, it's like, look, I, I have nothing against that premise. In fact, I like that premise, but... Hey, Bones! <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna do with that, huh? You know, it's yeah, like it's, yeah. I see I see bones over here picking up this like toy. You know, this very like delicate mm-hmm. toy, and I'm like, you gotta <laughs>
2: careful, careful,
3: right, careful. So, don't don't
0: just don't just throw it on
3: the ground like you always do. So
0: oh. I think I think ultimately, like I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it, and I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it. Like like it, just the spectacle alone is fun. I, the characters are pretty fun. I, I like that Rouge is kind of goofy. Like
3: episode two, so, it did a lot to especially me in episode,
0: especially in episode two, right when she's right. like you know barking like a dog and stuff like that. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so that that's fun. So th- there, there's there's stuff going on there that's fun to watch. My and I I just feel like, and this is totally a gut feeling. This is not deep analysis. I don't have any hard evidence or any th- reason to back this up.
1: My gut feeling is this is a trap. <laughs> oh yeah,
4: no, I mean, is this another is this another high uh, card
3: in the making, right? Like, it, like
1: has taught us that anime rarely ever gets better. <laughs>
0: mm. Like I feel like this show is going to disappoint us at some oh, yeah. point down I mean, the line. Yeah, um, and I, I you know, again, I, I don't have a. I, it's just I the the vibes I'm getting from what we've seen so far. I don't know if I trust, uh, the writing to handle any kind of like competent story or something like, I, I don't know, but the, mm-hmm. and and also, you know, I hate to be this guy, but bones original is not the best, best track record. Great. Right? But, Oh no, um, no. <laughs> so I don't know. It, I, 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 am extremely skeptical, but I'll keep watching for now. Cause we're, it's, at.
3: it's really fascinating to me that, um, and this will make sense that we've reached the end of this podcast. Oh, yeah. That this season just coincidentally has the the long-awaited return of two notable figures in mecha anime uh <laughs> making stories about gay robots.
4: Mm-hmm. Just
3: really <laughs> <Yeah>. really interesting. <laughs>
2: They, they That's, you know, which for Mercury was last year. They, it inspired just a new wave. Did they, they went? Oh, we I mean, can you say that, but one.
4: like
1: every mecha anime is about gay robots.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. We fi- find the straightest mecha anime challenge
1: brackets are, impossible. I, I guess darling in the franks. Oh, that's too easy. That's too easy.
4: Right.
0: Um. <laughs> I guess. Are, are, are would would we say Metallic Rouge is a mecha anime? I guess we would, huh? Uh, I.
2: I, I, look. It's I I'm probably thinking Max. Yes, yes.
0: Well, but is okay. to- Toku. <sighs> Is the there's mecha there's some overlap. Yes, there's overlap, you know, yeah.
3: Look, if Gridman is a mecha anime, then...
0: Right, know. but
2: Gridman was always notable for being way closer to a mecha anime than the
0: other okay. here. <laughs> okay, I, I shouldn't have uh, opened this can of worms on this podcast. He's got all the, Unlike all the
2: attachments. You activate a, a, a Shinjo going like, <laughs> what the hell's this bullshit? This is basically a robot now. I hate uh, robots.
3: You activated a trap card gel. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: all right that was my bad yeah i'm
2: probably a little i'm i'm i don't have high hopes necessarily but i'm just like sure take me along for the ride whatever i'm i
0: ride this uh ride this train (laughs) off the cliff
4: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
3: i i really like that op which uh, specifically uses that one snare drum that always showed up in '80s anime mm-hmm, OPs? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yeah, the,
0: um, the OP and the ED are good. Also, yeah. I, I miss I miss the shout out to the um, Sengoku to Yoko anime. ED oh. getting budget Calafina. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That did happen. It's budget calafina yes. It's
1: literally one third of Calafina. Yeah, it's you. That's I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm you saying it's. And Wakama from Calafina. Yes, yeah. it's literally
0: budget Calafina. You get one third uh, diet Calafina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diet Calafina, uh, anyway. yes, the
2: calories, the Calafineries. Yes. Uh, I, I
3: also really <laughs> like that ridiculous English insert song in Metallica Rouge. Uh, this, now's that, the
2: moment has come for fighting. Yes,
3: <laughs> and <laughs> yes. they've clearly like composed like eight different variations of that theme song.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. The, the 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 vibes the vibes are good, but I don't know, man. I think it's a trap. We'll see.
2: Probably, I mean, yeah. probably. I think the moment-to-moment dialogue is pretty strong, actually. But yeah, it's it's, like, uh, episode
0: two, especially yeah. a- episode. I liked episode two more than episode one. I think, mm. but yeah, episode um, two had
3: Sonic Grandma or whatever yeah, the Turbo yep. Granny.
0: Yep, Turbo <laughs> Granny's always fun, you know. So, so t- I, I will say yes. Two felt I kind of enjoyed two more than that first episode. So mm. maybe that's a positive.
2: Yeah, I. All right, I. Don't think it's going to be super good, but I'm along for the ride. You know?
0: <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. We'll see. All right. Let's talk about uh, Yeah. Last minute add to our list here. Yeah. So, uh, what Remind me what this one was about. This was... Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. No, no, no. Hold
3: up. Hold up. Hold up. Was Ooh. this delinquents all or right. something? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, gel. if you don't know anything about buchigiri, all right. Uh, I, uh, humor me here. Okay. So, if I were to describe Buchigiri as a, um, so Buchigiri is about a a a uh, a newly transferred high school student named Origin, who is uh, going to his start starting his first day at his new high school, but his new high school is dominated by all kinds of hardcore delinquents. Um, okay. But he wants to date the school's cutest girl. Uh but to do that he's gotta fight all these mean ass delinquents. But Naturally. thankfully he got possessed by a, a a big buff genie who gives him superpowers. Mm, okay. Um what era of shonen jump was this published in?
0: <laughs> oh see, I, I'm not up on my uh 90s uh is it nineties, two thousands? I don't know. It's perfect. No, gel okay. you win. You <laughs> okay. succeed because that
3: is exactly its vibes. But Bouchigiri is a MAPPA anime original.
0: Huh.
2: Isn't this by the late... So it's did, like uh, it's free free like they addicted to
0: the adi- 90s yes. manga that didn't exist?
2: <laughs> yeah, how it feels. basically. But yes, this like, is the director of Free and uh, Skate the Infinity.
3: Like, Iro and I were watching this episode, and we kept going like, was this like published next to Ravemaster or something? <laughs> right. Like... Like or what was the example you used? (laughs) Tenjo Tenge, right? Tenjo Tenge. Oh God, (laughs)
0: yeah.
3: And it's like it's like no, it's original, fully, fully formed out of the ether, and that's the only reason I really want to talk about it is it's just such a weird pick, you know. Like I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we have talked endlessly about like the issues at Mappa and the 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 sacrifices in human capital they have made to create their house style. And it's what makes th- this such a weird thing to look at in, in 2024, right? Just, just, uh, you know, if, if Metallic Rouge was a callback to like 80s anime OVAs, Giri feels like a callback to like early 2000s Shonen anime. And,
1: mm-hmm. uh,. Get all your people who are like uh, nostalgic for history's strongest disciple can each... That's (laughs) (laughs) That's the other
2: (laughs) other one I put in the... the, the... (laughs) In the uh, opening, on yeah, first look of like this is just like 10 to or his trying itself It's exactly yes. the same vibe. <laughs> I like, I like how we
3: all have our one go to like six out of ten generic like <laughs> yeah, okay yeah. enough like ear- like early two thousand Shonen jump. Like, go yeah. Yeah. make a
1: well educated yeah. guess and say this has less this has less tits and acid in it than those shows. There's one girl. On.
3: <laughs> so that is the thing. Yes, it being the I guess the one thing that differentiates it from those is yeah, because it is Escape the Infinity guy. Uh, it's just a lot of really lady. yeah or, or lady yes uh, a lot of hot strong men. <laughs> just,
0: um, so that's that's fascinating. Is it good?
3: I mean it's no. You know what? It has a fine.
2: It has fine. an int- very interesting aesthetic. Uh, yes, everything is very. <clears throat> like Middle Eastern inspired. Yeah. Huh. Uh, like like this all sounds say, cool. Like <laughs> they, don't, they
3: don't they don't say where it takes place, but it's very like Middle Eastern coded. Like the
2: architecture
3: Except and, it's also
2: ja- Japanese high school the language.
3: But it's also a Japanese high school, but it's a Japanese high school with like arches and domes. It's it's yeah, it's and, and I think it's because of the genie theming, right? Because like he gets mm. his powers from a genie. Um but yeah. yeah, it's it's they don't really explicitly say where it's from, so or, or where it takes place. So it's it's a little uh, But I, in some that's, ways that's kind of what makes it feel like an early
1: 2000s shonen anime. It's supposed to be like a like a take on Aladdin or something. It's, like oh uh, uh, yes, yes, yeah, because his name yeah. is Arajin, which Oh yeah, I guess, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You know. Okay. Uh, Aladdin, get it? Aladdin you know? by way of yeah, yeah, Japanese yeah. delinquent high school. Uh, yeah,
3: which again, like, as you say, not, not a top not show. That sounds cool.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and there's, there are some okay bits in that first episode, like, well, I mean, they're, they're, okay. they're, they're good bits in the way that I feel like Skate had some good bits in its early episodes. Uh, right. Like, it's charming. There's some fun character dynamics. Like, there's a lot of good incidental visual gags. Like, there's a character who, like, his role just seems to be to like look goofy in the background. Like he'll be like walking around naked or like eating like a comically large loaf of bread. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Ah, free run. <laughs> yeah.
3: you no, know, um but I, I don't know, like there's you know, like it's it's fine.
1: Just gonna wait for the show to introduce its equivalent of a all caps Adam and drive itself off of a cliff or skateboard I mean, itself. I don't off know. Cliff. Yeah, I mean,
3: like the op shows a lot of this, you know, because uh, our our hero gets possessed by a very like bara coded uh, genie.
1: Hell yeah! And then the there's a very
3: then there's a very Ikamen coded genie in the op, and the two yeah. seem to share a hot history. And <laughs> uh,
1: Wait, so do, oh, does he get possessed by, like, different genies that give him different powers? No, no I think, it seems I like think another no.
2: character will get another ah, okay, a, of their own yeah, genie, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. yes. The oh,
3: okay. <laughs> genie is your stand. <laughs> it's, it's Your, your sh- <laughs> Shaman King spirit. Yeah, right? yeah, basically. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, it yeah, sounds like right. watch Jojo and be like, you know what? This needs more of homoeroticism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
3: but yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not, like, bad. It's not offensive or anything like that. It's just, you know, I don't know, like, I... Is
0: I that was something not, we want to watch in 2024? Yeah, right.
3: I was not particularly compelled by it, you know, but, uh... I applaud
1: you know, their episode.
3: It's a lot of hot guys taking their shirts off and fighting, so, I mean, you know, that's... Ah, that's... Yakuza! <laughs> <laughs> I said that, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like, my favorite video game, Yakuza. <laughs>
4: Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah.
1: Am I a hypocrite here? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, you just prefer your shirtless fighting men a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. that's all. We'll <laughs> have then tatted yeah. up, oh,
3: yeah. a little, a little bit more broken on the inside. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. All
1: uh-huh.
0: right. It's, it's 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 that's just a fascinating concept, but yes. I guess you know, maybe maybe worth checking out and judging for yourself. The
2: exact fucking tenor of a two thousand four manga. Yeah. <laughs> the protagonist's right.
3: mom is pretty hot, though.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Yeah. So you, ah,
1: you just just that far so to jump manga? Gotcha. You just keep selling this on, uh, selling me on this. <laughs> hot <laughs> but...
0: my area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on and talk about the witch and the beast. I put this on here as a warning because boy. Uh, did you watch this Aqua? Or am I the only one that
1: watched it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I watched it. It's not good. <laughs> no,
0: it's not. I put this on as a warning because I thought I was like, oh, this just might be cool. There's like a yeah, dude. That, so it's like I'm, I'm, uh, it, so just premise wise, it's like it's like an urban fantasy thing modern day german fantasy thing there's this mm-hmm. there's this creepy goth dude smoking cigarettes and dressed like a priest carrying a coffin on his back and his partner is this like feral little blonde anime girl that wants to rip everyone's throat out and they're like Nicholas D Wolfwood and they're, they're you know they're they're hunting witches i'm like all right i'll check this out right and yeah it just kind of sucks like it's it's like This is a
1: show for idiots. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Go ahead, Aqua.
1: (laughs) Everyone has one character trait. Like... Everyone has one character trait. Everything you think will happen, happens. So, like, they arrive in this town, and they're like, oh, we were hunting for witches. And, like, they go to, like, the nearest dude, and it's like, hey, have you seen a witch? And then the dude (laughs) is like, no, you should ask this girl. She's the apprentice of a witch. Oh, thanks, coincidence. And then, (laughs) and then, like, it turns out that the city like oh the witch is nice and everyone loves the witch and the main characters are like but how is that possible witches are evil and then guess what it turns out that the witch who is nice and everyone likes is actually evil and she's crazy because she wants to kill everyone because of her grandmother who was burned at the stake 400 years ago because she was blamed for an inferno that she sealed away with magic, and now she wants to it, undo the seal and it, set the entire town back on fire.
0: And I should point but out, actually,
1: she's like, yeah.
0: We we learn all of this exactly the way Aqua is telling it. Like the characters just tell us all this. <laughs> <right>? um, <laughs> so, she, the experience of she, Aqua like telling you this telling is the experience of like watching her... the episode. <laughs>
1: She is her like the witch actually like says this explains this to her like student girl who is like hopelessly naive and like she the, the, the wakes up and is like oh what is this why is it dark why am I naked and covered in weird like ritual signs oh no where are my legs and then the girl the witch is like yeah I'm going to use you as a sacrifice the, the, and then the
4: way later the it, way, tur-
1: it turns out. What? Oh, go ahead. Finish. You can finish. Yeah. You know, later, it turns out that the witch like doesn't even want revenge. She's just like generically evil. It's like I want, I like to watch people burn. Revenge is so great when you don't even like because they point out like none of these people were the people who burned your grandmother. Like that was four hundred years ago. And then she says like, "Oh, but killing people." who are innocent is an even better revenge. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. evil. What? Like so cool. so
0: <laughs> what well, in in the in the post for this I wrote this this ends up feeling uh, middle like middle school edge lord cool instead of actually cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: like
0: like this feels like something somebody wrote in their notebook when they were 14.
1: And then they um, have like the action is awful. Like yes like the main dude has like magic where he summons birds and it looks like he summons ravens (laughs) and it looks like something from fucking birdemic like they just like based cgi birds onto the screen
0: part (laughs) part of me did like the concept of of how the girl fights though where she so so the guy's carrying around a coffin and when it's time to really get serious they open up the coffin and this like some kind of like golem homunculus thing comes out and the girl possesses it and takes control of it and starts like murdering. right
1: because like the idea is that the girl has been cursed by a witch and in this universe there are only three things that can lift the curse of a witch number one is a kiss from your true love Number two is you can convince the witch to reverse the curse. And number three is Kill the witch. kiss a witch. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kiss it. a witch. Yeah. But then it turns out that kissing the witch only temporarily lifts like, your curse. So the implication is that this golem is like the girl's real body and she like has to kiss, kiss the witch and then she temporarily lifts the curse that put her in this frail female body and she gets her real body back and she can like kick ass in her golem body. Okay. Yeah, and it's just a blatant excuse to have girls kissing.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. So, it's just, anyway,
4: we, we don't need to spend <laughs> we don't need to spend
0: much more time on this. I just I was just like. I thought there was some potential for something cool here that did not pan out. I want to warn everyone.
1: Also, we have pointed not... out the worst thing yet, namely that they have solved the quote unquote mystery by the dude reading it in a book. Oh yeah, I think I think I did mention <laughs> ah, that. the, uh, okay. the, the Lord
3: <laughs> no. L. meloy the second approach to mystery solving. Did
0: I did mm-hmm. I did mention that in um in the in the post as well? Like it was like talk about bad writing. The the the, the like he's like. Because they're, like, mm. asking around town. He's like, I need to go back to the hotel to research something. And then we hard cut over to him <laughs> reading the answer that they were looking for while they're sitting in the hotel. And oh, it's like, oh, well, I yeah. guess the witch is this and this and that. And we don't know yeah. where that information came from or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, reading I it. Just,
4: like, you
2: could. There's a way to do that where you, you like, present it as, like, he has... The, the the witch guidebook or something right yeah. like the, the institutional knowledge the, yeah. of, of mean, the really. room
1: like yeah
3: yeah it's like or I mean at least if you're gonna hard cut to him hard cut to him being surrounded by like a hundred books or some
1: shit yeah right be like
3: ah he yeah. spent all day reading or something
0: yeah so unfortunately this sucks so yeah, I'm, just yeah, wa- I mean... I'm just warning everybody because it looked like it might be fun but it's not yeah. take our word mm. for it alright let's wrap things up by I guess this is our dessert here let's talk about
1: speaking of shows made for idiots complimentary
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never thought about actually saying these words out loud but the title is bang brave bang brave hell yeah <laughs> Uh, this is a the most mecha show I have seen, most mecha mecha show I have watched in twenty something years, probably. <laughs> but but bro, uh,
1: why, uh <laughs> wait, I'm, I'm but joking, yeah.
0: Why don't one of you guys give me the the premise oh, on boy. this one? All right,
1: with robots.
3: <laughs> so we've had yeah, you know, we, there's a season of 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 you know gay robots well what if what if we just took that to its logical extreme uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. in all seriousness, so uh, bang braver is the mecha show that was advertised as being directed by you know the the the, the eminent individual himself masami obari the the legendary uh, mecha uh, animator uh-huh and um this show was initially Advertised as a gritty, real robot anime. You know, just uh, initial
1: being directed by Obari and having the word "brave" in the title. I mean, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. So that's a joke.
4: Though. Yeah. In many
3: ways, this show may have been like hamstrung by Japan's own copyright laws, which I don't think lets you just make up a fake name for a thing you're advertising. Because mm-hmm. that's probably would have been the real, like, Galaxy Brain thing is to call this show like. Gun iron, <laughs> bolts or something, you know, like f- f- full full
1: metal barrels. Yeah, you know,
3: like, but but yeah. So, so it was just- initially, it was like, Obari's oh, back to directing, and he's directing a real robot. anime. look at these grounded grounded like Votoms inspired real robots, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like looking at the logo of this show, which <laughs> is well, look, man. You- you don't need to watch a lot of mecha anime to pick up on some, some context clues here. Mm-hmm. But we were all like, that's a little odd.
4: Yeah. Strange. Yeah.
3: Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then the first episode aired, but not in the West, because Crunchyroll completely dropped the ball on licensing
1: this. Until and after it got big on social media. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: They did. Uh, they did uh, get it up eventually. Yeah. Yes. I but, guess they yes.
1: explicitly you know. decided to license this after it went like viral. Right. Oh I no. Mean, I, I, know, that that like, had to be. That had
0: to be like. That had to be something that got hung up. I don't up. know. You, you do like,
2: Wasn't Bullbuster, like the lowest rated show? of the season around. yeah but you don't
0: you don't license a show in like three days like they, they had to have that in the works yeah, and maybe, somewhere. Yeah. but yeah
3: but uh so yeah the, 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 the long story short i mean you know it, it sucks to kind of have to quote unquote spoil the twist but like it's been a couple weeks now i think if you've been paying attention to bang braver and you know what's going on here but
1: like but yeah this show is also all over social media yes, so yes, like, it is
3: like it is consistently like the yeah, like, I, number one trending thing on jp twitter at the moment
1: i, I had so. it
0: spoiled the first day and i don't feel like it ruined the yeah. twist but, but uh, I, I will not- i will say before we actually reveal the twist i i i find it interesting you know when i said this is the most mecha anime of most mecha mecha anime i've seen in years like i feel like anime in the you know 20 21st century or mecha anime in the 21st century has to have some kind of twist to it or something in addition to it being a mecha anime. Like, I, you know, we just had Bullbuster, which was like, oh, it's actually an office comedy, but it's a mecha anime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I I appreciate that the twist uh, in this show is like, it is a mecha anime that is also more echa, mech, more mecha anime. <laughs> right?
1: Right. I mean, like, the yeah. thing is, like, for a very long time, we have had mecha anime that were like, it's an anime, but there is also a mech. Think of shows like Gargantia or like. Combat Lucifer, which were like sci-fi adventure shows, and like there is one mech that like is used
0: occasionally.
1: Right. So right, like well, I think it's,
4: yeah, it's, it's either
0: that or
3: most mech anime yeah. these days are legacy franchises, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Gundam, Soldiers mm-hmm. on, you know, will yeah, soldier on right. till the heat death of the universe, right? Jokey, yeah. so and- yeah, I guess I'm talking
0: outside. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking outside yes. of Gundam because Gundam right. continues, but yes.
3: Uh, But yeah, so, you know, we're we're ripping the Band-Aid off. If you somehow haven't been spoiled on Bang Bravern yet, go watch the first episode, but I'm pretty sure you already know. So Bang Brave Bang Bravern is a, like, a Yusha-inspired super robot anime uh, uh, hiding inside of a gritty real robot anime. Uh, uh, Bang Bravern's premise is that uh, in this setting... Uh, The U.S. military and the JSDF are doing training exercises with their Titanostriders, which are these uh, kind of very, like, again, real robot, grounded-inspired designs, wheels, you know, on the legs, skating around, you know, very cool designs. I actually like them a lot.
1: Um, Which they keep calling DS, which is funny because DS usually stands for something else. Wait, what else? What else? That's usually the abbreviation they use in Japanese for, like, gender-bender stories. Oh, like, okay, my girl. bad. I, I,
3: like, yes, yeah, I, I was not yeah. familiar there. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, we're kind of introduced to these robots for, like, the first, like, two-thirds of this episode. We're introduced to our two protagonists, Isami and uh, Lewis Smith. Who is just a really good anime American? Yeah,
1: you know, just <laughs> Whose name might as well be John Hamburg drinking like... beer,
2: bro <laughs> fisting and yeah. I mean, the best detail the best detail
3: the first episode before the screen like... before yes is the is the is the fist bump through the monitor, yeah. which is like <laughs> such a good little way to be like ah, this is how Americans pilot robots. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then uh aliens, unknown aliens from space attack, and the Titanos striders are useless. Their weapons are completely ineffective against these aliens. Yep. And it seems like that's gonna be it for the human race until
1: Ultraman shows <laughs> up. Bane Bravern yeah.
3: arrives on the scene and demands that Isami get inside him
2: <laughs> immediately. 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 <laughs>
0: He needs to come inside him. He's yes!
3: <laughs> come inside me, Asabi! <laughs> and that's when being braver transforms like a brave into a new form. Uh-huh. That being... I, I don't want to quite call it I mean, it is satire, but like, you know, at the end of the day, what what Bang Bravern is, is the intentional juxtaposition of a super robot in a real robot universe, right? So you have this robot who, you know, again, uh, you know, I I don't think I need to give the the lecture on it every time, but broadly, real robot is more grounded mecha anime where the mecha is treated as a war machine, like a Gundam, and super... Is a genre that maybe most of you don't know exists anymore because there hasn't been one in like fifteen years. But <laughs> I mean the closest know,
1: a, to what is what an equivalent of super robot would be like something like Tokusatsu, except for a giant robot. Yes, except for like yes. I feel like I feel like,
0: like I feel like like Gridman and not, Xenon right. were in that neighborhood, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You
3: know, where well, the robot is closer to superhero than machine. <laughs> and what Bang Bravert is doing is just smashing the two together and not necessarily having one overwrite the other, but the just the sheer like comedy potential of like having your very grim, grizzled military dudes, and then just this 20-foot tall, red, white, and blue talking robot talking about bravery and justice in his heart. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's not necessarily that it's a crossover because lots of shows have like been a crossover of swords, like Gunbuster. But it's more like we take the like most bow-faced, cliched, possible real robot military gritty thing, and then like the most over-the-top super robot who yells his uh, special attacks and like mm-hmm. believes in the power of justice, and we like slam them into each other, right?
3: And so far. I'm pretty into it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I'm, it's
1: over, I, I, thought I Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah the show was
1: literally catnip for you guys.
3: <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's the show just like it, it's leaning into it just the right amount for me, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, I think there's some talk about like, you know, is it satire or not? Right, is it making fun of mecha anime or not? And then it's like you know, to that I have to be like, Well, is Gurren Lagan a satire? No, it's a homage. Right, exactly. And and I think that's kind of where this is going, right? Obari is. There are few people in the anime industry who love mecha as much as Obari, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that shows in this anime in the ways in which it cheekily, like, tugs at the strings of these two respective genres, right? Because, like, the, the main driving joke or character dynamic is between Isami, the taciturn, no nonsense real robot, ace pilot, and Braver, the fucking metallic superhero. Mm -hmm. And they even play the aspect of, like, Isami is the reluctant mecha protagonist. He doesn't want to get in the robot, but it's not because of, like, any perceived sense of, like, insecurity. It's because... It was a yeah,
1: just the robot is coming on to him very hard, man. His
3: very concept <laughs> of reality has unraveled in the span of fifteen minutes. Also yeah. being waterboarded by the CIA,
2: <laughs> uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh at that, but I thought it was so funny.
3: Like the second episode opens with. The grizzled military dudes in a board meeting talking about the arrival of this mysterious new robot. Like, what Warren's do we do? face
2: is staring directly into the boardroom right, right the outside. the camera pulls
3: back, right? And the fourth wall of the boardroom has been demolished. And Bravern is just standing there. They're like, and they're like, um, Mr. Uh, Bravern! Uh, yes, um, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bravern, um, could you repeat that one more time? <laughs> it's just like. Cut to Sami being
2: tortured for
1: Tortured by the
3: CIA by a dude (laughs) in a fucking Hawaiian shirt and a cigar. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. what far cry like is th- if this is if this is satire it is at least like satire that goes both ways right the, yeah, they're dunking uh, yeah. on super robot and like gruff military yes. real robot stuff and... like...
3: oh it's just so good like the the just yeah. sami is just completely just helpless like mm-hmm. why are you doing this to me <laughs>
1: Why me please, no. I don't wanna No Bravered, out.
3: Braver is like you
2: have to shout the attack name And he's like, What are you <laughs> talking about? No, not that attack name, it's second two if so we have a new attack name. <laughs>
4: Uh,
3: Braverin's transformation sequence: the logo appears behind him, and then it cuts to a scene where it shows that the logo is diegetic. He I mean, actually projects the logo behind him when he transforms. I mean, in the first
1: episode, the music is also diegetic, which <laughs> yeah, is very good. It's it's so, like, funny.
3: Yeah. like Asami's like, what is that music?
2: <laughs> what the fuck is the song that's playing? <laughs>
4: Uh,
1: <laughs> someone on uh, someone on Twitter described this as like the first eight episodes of Samurai flamenco in a single episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So. That's right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but but yes, um, like, I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. Y-
3: you can hear their voices. This is a really, it's a very entertaining piece of media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it uh, it it hits just all the right like points for for what it's trying to be.
1: Um it is a niche thing. I think like you have to sure. like understand these two movements within the mecha genre and like mm-hmm. appreciate them and their tropes somewhat to like, yeah. I think. It's, yeah. It's like, like I could I, see I someone I, watching this yeah. and being like, what, what, What? what? what's happening? Right. And, like, right. Yeah.
4: I've,
2: yeah. I've watched a brave show in my time and like, Specific things about this were like extremely funny to me, right? Right. As somebody who is like a little more familiar with that stuff, uh, mm-hmm. that I don't know, maybe your average anime watcher now just is only vaguely aware of the super robot, but uh, is not as familiar I with mean, these specific jokes, right? But
1: also, we say that, but like, Gurren Lagann is that, pretty yeah. close to that, like, over the top style of super robot, like. It-
2: it is, but it's like you're right. There are certain like specific things, right? I that guess are, that I'm finding yeah. particularly funny. Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. I think you know, uh, like obviously, Gurren Lagon is hugely appealing unto itself, but I also think. Much of its appeal is further enhanced, like the more mecha anime you become familiar with. <laughs> and so you yeah. understand what it is homaging. And in some regards, I think Bang Bravern is probably in a somewhat similar place, right? That like Bravern isn't as funny if you don't like know what he is specifically evoking, right? Right, right, right. Because right, right. like the, the 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 comedy of Bravern is like people will be trying to have like a normal conversation with him and he is speaking in all caps all the time right yeah. like he people are asking basic questions like how do you know my name and Braveron will just like talk right past it right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he won't
3: even like respond to the question and
1: it's think, destiny why, why why are you asking such right. such pointless <laughs> questions yeah you are my but, uh, fated pilot exactly <laughs> yeah. and then
3: i think uh, you know it's 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 being played mostly for laughs, but I think also a great deal of the humor is also, like, Obari, you know, correctly recognizing that there has always been a sort of homoerotic subtext in a lot of (laughs) mecha anime, and kind of just making the subtext text, right? Like, Raven has his whole spiel about, like, you know, how how hot... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, Isami grabbing his joystick, and you know the the perfect screen cap that's just uh he came inside me and it's just like those two military guys with like their head in their hands just completely dissociated yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Uh. and yeah uh. you know like i you know it's the thing of like is this enough to sustain a whole show i mean we'll see how long they keep playing the same joke but for right. now i i am definitely um I, I'm definitely into what what they're playing with here uh i will I will say just just for posterity um hmm. I have a theory about right, paying right. braver yes um because in the second episode you know like all mecha anime we must eventually a- ask the question if the protagonist doesn't want to pilot the robot why not just get somebody else right and Lewis, the American, is, like, portrayed in the show as a big, boisterous, like, friendly guy with, you know, he's hot-blooded, he gets along with everybody, and you think, oh, he's a perfect fit to pilot the super robot, and Mm -hmm. so... He always wanted to be a hero when he grew up. Right, Uh, and so Lewis is like, if Asami won't do it, like, Braver, let me do it. And Braver's like, I can't, it's physically impossible. Like, it can't be, like, it has to be Asami.
1: And... Japanese only.
3: <laughs> oh no, that's the real reason. No. Braver Braver <laughs> <laughs> Braver and in two episodes, Braver has been milkshake ducked. Oh no. <laughs> He's a racist. <laughs> Braver, no. No, but um Braver keeps like saying things in this last episode that like Hint that he, like, knows more than he's letting on. Like, he knows the r- the rival mech that they fight in the second episode. You know, like, he knows it by name. He talks to it as if he's familiar with it.
1: You knew and, it Nami's name as well, so...
3: Right, right, that as well. And I'm like, yeah. is Bravern from the bad future? Time blue! And yeah. is... Was... Is Bravern... Did... Is Braver, was Braver's AI built from like Lewis's DNA or something? <laughs> like, did they put Lewis's brain inside Bravern?
1: Entirely possible. After wife arm, we now get husband robot. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> so, uh. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm just willing to throw it out there. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. It's
0: there not out. It's not out of the question.
2: That's what I'll say. Right? Yeah.
3: If Lewis pilots Braver, it would create a time paradox.
2: It's uh-huh. <laughs> the only explanation. You can't go changing the future like that. <laughs> uh, I'm, well, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying it uh, quite a bit. It,
0: it's it's a fun show, like you guys said, if you get yeah. what they're doing. I would not recommend everybody watch this show, <laughs> but if you have any frame of reference for mecha right. anime and how they operate, then you're you'll at least you get a laugh like, out of this, equal I think.
2: Opportunity fan service and opening has all the, the hot ladies posing, their bouncing, ED. and then the E D is two buff naked, like shirtless men, you know, holding hands in the rain and seeing a other, and in the
4: rain. So, you know?
0: Something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Look how far we've come. I know. Uh yeah. Robots can kiss. Okay. Witches can
2: kiss. What if two Gundams kiss. You know,
0: uh... Yeah, <laughs> everybody can kiss whoever they want. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's progress. Well, on that note, uh, I, I did not, I did not get to watch the second episode of that, no. but I, I'll probably stick with that for a little longer myself. It is. I'm not as big of a mecha anime fan as you guys are, but I, you know, I have enough frame of reference to get it, and it's fun. So, yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we made it. Um, so what we'll see what shows we're still watching for next time. We'll work that all out. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of these we're definitely sticking with, but a lot of them were not. So we'll have that conversation next time. In the meantime, to uh, do our housekeeping, you can check us out at theglorioblog.com. Go take a look at. We've got all of our year-end coverage stuff still up there. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> that's that's what we we did. We wrote a lot of stuff in the past. Twenty twenty three
1: isn't that long uh, ago, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we the, the past month we've written a lot of stuff. So check out our our our, our twenty twenty three year end coverage, including our top ten anime of the of the year, all of our first looks for this season, which was a lot more shows that we did not talk about on this podcast in. in that you can go check out there and you can get you know some perspective from some of the other Glorio crew Um, and then you can follow us on Twitter at the Glorio blog on co-host at Glorio you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher and of course YouTube where you can like, comment, subscribe ring that notification bell tell your friends tell your enemies and we'll catch up next time